See how we sit. Yeah, we got a little something. To, hey, man, this is perfect. I actually like the little, look at this guy. Look yeah. at this guy here, man. I, I should have brought my joints to clean them. What was you going to bring what? Hold up. Oh, you know, the little clean. Man, you see, man, glasses. You, know, you know you got them little. Them oh, little, I got, I got, a, uh, I got yeah. something that's actually better, bro. My homie's an optometrist. I think he's what? He's an optologist. He's an optical. I always say he's an optometrist. He's like, I'm not a doctor. I just work in optical. Oh. Shout out to Shandini the Great. That's like perfect, bro. Okay. Like cool. I always use that for my shades, but this, my, this type my glasses. He's working that field, so yeah. he, ain't, he ain't like annoying with it, mm-hmm. but he'll 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 tell you if your shit's too big. Or, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's funny. He'll slide you one of the joints so you can oh, wipe yeah. your shit. Yeah. No, nah, I like, do all of that, bro. No, nah, that's why I be buying all of that shit, bro, because, you know, you never know. You never I was going to tell you something. When I was checking, let me look down. Oh, first of all, do you have a song if, in case we take a break? You know what, man? We're going to get you a middle song. I don't have it right now, but okay. I can get it for you. Okay, yeah, you can get it. Yeah, we I just kind of easing into it. So, you know, we've been off the scene for a little bit. Look at this guy. What are we doing with this? Throw it all back over here. Throw it back over here. <laughs> get rid of that. <laughs> but, nah, man, I just been chilling, and I was realizing, I was like, I was like, you realize that we have been off the podcast for about a month now, and the time, like, Shit flew by, bro. I know you ain't lying, man. I was I thinking about that, that the other day, but but it seems like you know what? I guess it's because when you, um, when you post stuff, yeah, it it just seems current to me. Yeah, you know what I mean? Because you don't. Oh, when I post this past there, week, yeah, you don't really, you don't really. You don't put stuff out there all the time, which I have to tell you. People be like, "Yo, why don't y'all? Why, why don't y'all got videos?" You with this mic, man. Why don't y'all I mean, got with videos? These, with these glasses, yeah, the looks. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm adapting to this, man. I'm adapting mm. to to how it is. That's this a may, good color, though. That the, color. This back may there. have to let me know. I'm gonna have to lose a couple pounds, man. You know what, <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Hey, I've been on a serious, bro. I've been I mean, slimming I've been up on a serious, man. I've been slimming up, not just with age, bro, and realizing that. Uh, if you don't take care of yourself, you could be out of here quicker. Listen, but I also want the next twenty years. Like I said, t- like I said all the time, my mom is sixty four, mm-hmm. be sixty five this year. I may be aging her one year, bro. And I tell you this, like she's still moving. She done had a knee surgery and everything. Yeah. She's like she always tell me, I'm trying to be healthier mm-hmm. now. And I'm like, bet you should. Yes. But I look at you as a marker, and I'm like, yo, you sixty five. I'm forty. Man, I, I've been working out my whole life, so mm-hmm. if I've been taking care of myself to this extent, like, I'm going to be good. And yeah. now I'm starting to eat continue. better. You're eating continue. better. Yeah, and, and that's so important, man, because, uh, you know, I think the last time we were in the studio, I told you about two people that I know that had passed away. Oh, yeah. Right? Now, since then, bro. Mike, I'm loving this setup, man. Listen, man, since then, man, it, you know, like, I just had my 30th high school reunion. Yeah. I missed it because my daughter turned 13. And right? I'm working on my 20th. Yeah, so, um, but... Man, like in the last couple of days, yeah. you know, I got a message like, "Oh, you remember such and such?" Like, this is dude who uh, played against. Like, my my high school team went to the championship. Yeah. So the team that we played, yeah. one of those guys had a heart attack. You know what I mean? And then, you know that shit with Bronny. Bronny well, only that too. He only like eighteen. Had to rest. I'm like, okay, what's going on? So it, uh, hold up, I got I got some friends. I got some man. theories. Motherfuckers like, yo, that's that COVID shot, man. That shit'll fuck your heart up. Your heart up. I don't want to even talk about that. I know. I'm just saying. I don't want to talk about that because I got a booster. Because for this job, the new job I'm working, I had to get yeah. a booster. I already had the two shots, and I do feel like, like literally, I feel like even right now, a little bit, it feels like a brick is on my chest. Mm. Now I can't say it's because of that. You know, I've been changing altitudes. I've been flying yeah. here and there. It could be a whole bunch of things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I mean, I think depending on what it is and how you believe, anybody could say anything. Yes. and it could be a conspiracy theory. 
True. So I ain't gonna get into all of it. No, nah, I won't get into that too. I hope the niggas are just one person. Yeah, man. I'm like 18. But this is the thing. They rip and run these guys so early now. They Basketball do. is not fun even in middle school. I remember yeah. just skipping classes to go hoop with my guys in gym class. Especially if you're in AAU. Like um, the amount of basketball they play. Yeah. Like by the time they're seniors in high school is crazy. They playing more than dudes who play in the NBA because a lot of these dudes they they Old reps me up. Yeah. They they reps me up. Yeah. Then they get to the league or the G League or the league and then they on the bench and it's like the reps ain't the same. Right. So they little mileage ain't it, it ain't the LeBron wear and tear. Mike, put, put the camera about, on me, Mike. Put look at this guy. Talking. Look at this guy, man. Hey, man. I don't, I don't know what we're gonna do. We ain't started the show yet. <laughs> we gonna we gonna load these. Uh, I want to load these songs up so we'll have them when it's time to go out. I've okay. been trying to work on my professionalism, as you can see. I'm in here with uh, you know this iPad the instead iPad. of sitting at the table. We trying to switch up the look, do uh -huh, something different. Uh -huh, uh -huh. But the first song is uh, I think it's Uh Uh by Young Dolph, and that's U H U H. By Young Dolph. Let me know when you uh, got that one. I uh, give okay. you the next one. Okay, I'm. I'm. A, I'm. A, Mike, I need you to. I need you to do me a favor, man. I need you to. Did you give me a thumbs up, Mike? <laughs> okay, he got it. I need you to Shazam something from the new Nas album. I kind of like. A lot I haven't. Of it, so. I haven't listened to the new Nas yeah. album. I tell you one. One thing that he did say though, you know, he had a little interview. I saw a little clip. It was like mm -hmm. a short, and he was just talking about how he was like not pleading, yeah. but he was talking to the rappers of his age, and he was like, yo. You know, I want to hear from you. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want you to make albums. I just want to hear the art of it. You know what I mean? What you just, every, time, every time he put this camera on you and you got these shades on, man. Hey, man. Like, you got them officer shades on, too. Heck, yeah. Like, that motherfucker, you pull me over, you got them on, you come up to my driver's side window, I'm going to say, sir, I, yeah. was I going five miles over? I, I, I understand. License that. of registration. You know what I'm saying? Hey, give me a warning. Let me off in a warning. I got to be somewhere. Now, what you, you know you know anything about Ponch and John? Uh-uh. No, nah. Come on, man. Punching John? Yeah, the, the cops. What was the, what was the move? What was the show, Mike? Is he Mike don't know that. Mike don't know. Nah, I think we we on the young end. Chips, of man. Chips. Oh, chips. <laughs> okay, you say chips. I know chips. I know Mike know chips because he's into them TV shows. Yeah, Punch yeah. and John. Those are the guys. But I can't remember. I just Eric used to Estrada. watch. Him. Yeah, now you say his real name, Eric Estrada. That's what yes. he's, he's yeah, right yeah, that's what exactly chips. they are. <laughs> With them babies. I don't even think I've ever seen well, you I'll be lying. I have seen state troopers wear that brown uniform. Yeah. So yeah, with the hat. Mind. Yeah. Yeah. So but my, anyway, we were talking. You, oh, you got your song, Shazam. So, yeah, well, no, no, no. Shazam. I just want him to, to see Shazam something from the new oh, album. Oh, Shazam something yeah, from yeah, the from new from album, the album, Nas. Yeah. By but, Nas. but Nas was saying that he wanted to hear from the rappers of his generation because, yeah. you know, at this point, you know, and I know Nas has has been very successful as a rapper. He's yeah. been very successful in business outside of music. Yeah. Um. So now, I mean, you know, he with Hit Boy. He making albums like two, three albums a year. Yeah, he doing you know more than he ever did and the beats are better. Definitely. So one of the things that he was saying to, to his counterparts was, you know, I want to hear the art. Like, yeah. we're old and now. We, we really ain't making music for money anymore. Yeah. Now I just want to hear like, your tap art. In. Like, I want to appreciate. Because one thing that I did yeah. notice is even back in the day, like, LL was, you could consider LL at the time, yeah. like, he was really the number one guy yeah. coming out and everything. But even him, early LL, would always talk about, you know, even in his raps, talking about listening to other rappers. Yeah. They don't really, you know, don't rappers don't really that. support each other the same way they did back in the day. It doesn't seem. But I think it's also, like Lil Wayne said a year, a couple years back, he was saying, they asked him what was his favorite rapper, who was his favorite rapper. He And he named somebody, he probably said Pac or something. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, he was like, I really don't listen to people 
my age or in my genre because it'll mess up my creativity. He's like, I don't want to hear a hit song. I get it. And then I walk in somewhere. I didn't understand it then, but then honestly, I used to, when I first started podcasting, I would always listen to shows that I like Mm -hmm. and people that I love. And then the next thing I know, I was either talk, excuse me, talking about something that they talk about in a different manner Mm -hmm. or from my own perspective. And I was like, no, my show needs to be a little bit more about mine. Yeah. If you go back and listen, yeah, more authentic. And then if you go back and listen, I used to talk about a little bit of sports, a little bit of this and that. Mm-hmm. based on who was there. Right. Then it became important not to find a like-minded individual because me and you don't think alike. We think the same or right. similar, mm-hmm. but finding somebody who could have an opposed opinion. Right. To where they That's like, important. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? And yeah. I don't, I didn't, I don't won't say agree. I didn't have that. Right. <laughs> but I didn't say, I won't say I didn't have that. I just felt like people weren't being open and honest about certain situations or certain mm-hmm. topics and that kind of, you know, messed everything up. Yeah. My last song, uh, the outro song for us, Mike, um, Demon by Lil Wayne. And I always try to Weezy. say Lil Wayne because I'll say it like a white person if I slow it down and be like, Demon by Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. It's not Lil It's easy to say Lil, Lil Wayne, though, Lil Wayne. but it's Lil Wayne. Lil Wayne. You gotta let that shit roll like low. Yeah, he, and he always gonna be little, so yeah. It ain't like he don't outgrow being little. It ain't changing. He, he, he ain't gotta worry about like you know the like new kids on the block. Nah, like, brother, y'all are sixty. You know, I was looking at your <laughs> topics, bro. Before we get ready to cue up this song, I think I want to start out with your first topic. I got a bunch of random topics, but you know me traveling over the last couple of weeks. But yeah. I really want to dive into black men aren't as sexually free as white guys and why uh, you had a longer part you were saying yeah um black we, we always talk about or criticize black women and their right. lack of sexuality yes in comparison to other races specifically white women mm-hmm. hispanic women whatever we've experienced right but nobody ever talks about black guys who aren't open to the, anything you're saying we've talked about it on the podcast where if you talk to a nigga about anal or <laughs> getting his ass licked then he like whoa shut it down right stick around the gooch yeah 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 it's true and i think it was a, a shout out to uh bella jolie Secret Life of Tisha. She came out with a volume four. We'll be bringing her back soon. Okay. But you know, we volume talked four. about it with her, where where she was even saying, "What else is there for a woman to do to a man? Like we give right. y'all head, we ride you. But if we want to really push the limits, and y'all say, hey, we could tie you, you could tie y'all could tie us up. <laughs> well, we want to play. We may want to play a little bit yeah. south of the gooch. Well, I will tell you what, man. You know, you can you can fuck with my nipples. That, that's that's you can fuck with my and you said Adam twenty two Lena the plug sex scene with black dude he watched and said uh, the white dude watched his wife yeah. get smashed and so said yeah, you know Adam, but that's cuckold no but well this is the thing now see it was Adam twenty two though okay so he's, actually he's kind of a actually before we get into that mm-hmm. let's let's start the show let's go I don't know what episode <laughs> this is like I said we got a couple episodes before this song, one right hey, I mean we right there sure, but I, I I've been it's, sitting it, on these isn't motherfuckers it, lately. Three something. It's up there. Like well, 380 something. But we're going to start this bonus episode with Uh Uh by Young Dolph, man. This is a, a bonus episode. We're glad to be back in the building. This is a Wednesday night. Back in it. We normally do Friday and Saturday, but we're in here, man. Wicked Wednesday. That's a good one. <laughs> That's an East Coast thing. Yeah. I can't dance like I used to. <laughs> That's about all you get from me right there. <laughs> all these songs is great for bounce. Yeah, they gonna, you're going to get some off of them. It's always a vibe. Who was that? Bad Spanish bitch like Selena. She walk in and fuck it up like Katrina. Damn. Pizza that good gasolina. Damn. I got two hood bitches always fighting over me. I told them to go to Jerry Springer. Go to Jerry Springer. R.I.P. Jerry. I love him. R.I.P. Jerry. R.I.P. Young Dolph. All right, man. We're going to jump in this thing, bro. 
Okay, so this is the thing. You ain't never seen another nigga like Now, I, I did a little research. I had to do a little research. We're I'm still like, talking about no. the dude, black men. Yeah. Not be, not tapping into their sexuality. Right, but I but I wanted to, I wanted to, because I, I gave you the Adam, I mean Adam the plug, Adam 22 yeah. and Lena the plug, you know, reference, right? Yeah. So I didn't know that. I had to do some research. Oh, that's not, I thought that was the name of the porn, the porno. Well, that the guy's name is Adam 22. He's kind of like, a, you know, he's a, I don't know what he does. I ain't going to lie to you. All I knew was that he has like a podcast kind of like Vlad where yeah. he interviewed a bunch of dudes. Yeah. Right. But then, you know, I kind of saw this story about his wife or his wife now. They weren't mad at the time, but he got a wife. Her name's Lena the Plug. She's an adult. Uh, movie star, porn yeah. star. Well, I, I so, so I had to do some research. I'm about to get my phone out. I I've, I learned that they actually have they actually have. So this is interesting, and you'll find this really interesting. So what they do is they'll interview. You know, the setup is like ours. They'll interview some people. Yeah. Right. They'll interview some some women or whatever, and then they'll end up fucking them on camera. Oh, like a casting do couch. A, yeah, they'll do a scene on camera. And her name was Lena the Plug. Her name is Lena the Plug, and of course, his name is Adam Twenty Two. So, but I didn't realize that she's actually an adult film star. Yeah. I thought that they just kind of did their thing and, and made tapes or whatever. Yeah. But that's what she do. So, like with that, I'm not really surprised. If well, my I'm girl's not, a porn yeah, star, I'll smash her too, yeah. if my girl's a porn star, then that's what the fuck. I mean, that's okay, that's what she do. That's how she make her money. If that's how she make her money, and that's when we come in this thing together, and we do our thing on camera, yeah. and then. She brings girls and I'm fucking girls and getting my dick sucked and all that. Then what the fuck is the problem? That, but yeah. but that's not really what I want to talk about. Okay. Because if that's if they, if you're in an industry like that, then clearly you're gonna accept that. Gonna but accept what about that. what about like yeah, just everyday like, niggas? Like everyday niggas who who also don't mind having a threesome with two women, like their girl and another chick. Yeah. But how many of those same guys would be open to having another guy in a room Smash. with them, smashing a chick? I think it goes to a lot of things. I won't even say, uh, you know, because a lot of dudes, like you see it in porn all the time, like you say. Mm. It's a show in porn. Yeah. I don't think it's no show here. And if you're not a guy. What you mean? It's not a show in a real bedroom. Like you and your girl, me and mine, it, it's not a show, bro. Mm. It may be something to where it's like, mm-hmm. you may be talking to somebody and have that conversation. It's what ifs. Mm-hmm. But when they get real, bro, if you're talking about letting the motherfucker backshot your girl right. and you in the corner, I think it's depending on if you ain't into that shit mm-hmm. or truly polyamorous by heart right. or bi-curious by heart, bro, that shit going to hit different, bro. So don't you, okay, so let's Because you got to think about the passion depending on the guy. I mean, because like yeah. I always say, I've said it on the podcast before, if the guy doesn't have a bigger dick than me, I'm not watching a porno. Mm-hmm. So for me, if I'm pipe, if I'm going to let another dude interchange with my girl, then... I mean, I think the pleasure would be that he would be different than me. Okay. And definitely okay. not small. Right, right. So, okay, so I have a question because I've always felt like this when it comes to threesomes, right? Yeah, I'm getting my mind right. We ain't went down this road in a long time. Yeah, I know, right? So it's a Wicked Wednesday. <laughs> so what I was going to say was this, because I've always thought this. I don't yeah. know if I've ever expressed this. So here's the first. The podcasting will get you all type of shit out your head. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? You be talking about all type of shit. Oh, I've never talked about this shit out loud. You but this really is this, is this is what. Not even I, on a personal phone call. Yeah, no, no, not at all. <laughs> but this is this is what I've always believed. Yeah. I've always believed that the only way that a woman would be okay or agree to a threesome is if she's got a little bi curious in her. Oh yeah, for some sure. level. I think so too. Yeah. Some level. Yeah. I feel the same way. Not necessarily about guys running a train. Yeah. But motherfuckers who do the double penetration, 
Because you one have after to, the other. But I'm, no, 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 not one after the other. Like she riding. Oh and yeah, then the yeah, mother yeah. Coming in the back door. Because you feel it, bro. Because you feel it. You feel it. So how? So so okay. So if we're having a sexual experience, yeah. I'm in there and you're in there. We're not having sex with each other, but, but our parts are touching. touching. Like and not being funny, you gotta be okay with that and shit. And if you ever been with a woman who kind of tight, you know, got a little tight snatch. You know what I'm saying? Like you're gonna feel when you're you feel when you're the ridges. Pull, and that's shit. what I'm saying. And when you pull out, you're gonna feel your skin going to the tip of your head. And that's part so, of the sensation. Exactly. That's part so of if, it. if you're in the vagina and somebody's an asshole, you gonna your ridge or when you feel that pull, it's gonna be doing the same thing and on if, his. And if y'all are y'all, intertwining, look at her now. Part of the hey, that's why I said don't ain't that's uh, we talked right? about this before. I'm not down with another man getting me off. Because essentially that's a part of it, bro. Okay, so so it's safe to say, yeah, that I mean, it, I, I can't say it makes you gay, but in my no, no, book, no, right, right, right. you're pushing it. Yeah, okay, so you're getting a sensation, a sexual sensation, with the help of another man. The help of but, another but man. you're just not gay. Yeah. Okay. Because the reason I say you know you can feel close. it, man, if you've ever been intimate, like I've been in situa- a situation where if you if a girl wants something anally and it has ridges on it, mm-hmm. and then oh, of course if I'm stuffing one end, I'm a be I want to stuff the other. You're gonna feel it because you feel the toy. Well, I've always I've always thought that. Yeah. You know? So now it's different if yeah. if one's on one end and one's on the other. That's totally different. Yeah, yeah. But when you when you one's getting straddled and then one's coming in the back door, yeah. I'm like, yo, how can they not feel each other? Well, that ain't my thing either. Like I. You know, a lot of guys would be like, I ain't supposed to fuck with no dude, do a threesome with two guys. I, now, I'm going to be honest, I'm probably not either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, As yeah, comfortable with myself as I am. <laughs> but I'm not interested. niggas can't sit up and be like, I don't want to see another dick. Man, If you've, I always said, if you've ever watched porn, yeah, it, the guy's dick matters just as much as the girl that's giving the head. Mm-hmm. Because if a girl is given an amazing blowjob, and it's three inches or four or five, like yeah. like I said on an episode a long time ago, what is the feat? The right. turn on is if a nigga put seven, eight, nine, and above, and she putting that shit away, or she's struggling to put it away, and then she achieve it, that's the turn on. Right. And, and it's, So you're and lying if you're saying you're not watching this John as well as you... Well, yeah, because especially if it's a blowjob or some penetration, you're watching it. And you're, and you're watching because more than likely in a situation like that, at least it's somebody who's at least comparable to you. Exactly. And is visually pleasing. Right. And so, yeah, Stop because yeah, because this is the thing. When I see, and that's the thing about porn, like, right, porn, and, and it's also this thing about recording sex, right? Yeah. Um, if, I, if I have sex and I'm recording it, um, number one, I don't need to record it if I'm getting if I'm getting head. I can see that shit. I see it the same way it's I see it when she's box. giving a motherfucker yeah. head on a porn. Yeah. But but what the beautiful thing about recording sex is that I get to see myself in angles that I would never see. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? If you unless you got some mirrors and shit yeah. like that, you gotta. Hey, but you, you know, know that brings me to another topic because I was thinking <laughs> that about, we didn't write down. <laughs> yeah, that we didn't write. But I was thinking about something because it made me when you talk about seeing yourself sexually yeah. on camera, mm-hmm. that shit ain't gonna always be as pleasing as you may think it is. Not and always. it made me think about this i was walking in um i was in vero beach and i was walking somewhere and i saw this lady from behind and she looked terrible <laughs> and she didn't look as bad in front as she did behind okay and it wasn't because of her size or anything else it made me even think i was like how do i know that my pants are not in my ass when i'm walking because there's a difference between your underwear being in your ass and yeah. your pants being in yeah, your yeah, ass yeah. you can feel your underwear in your ass yes but it, you may not feel your you pants in your ass like you can kick, kick your leg out loose. just to kick that bitch loose <laughs> you Pants. Wendell Pierce when you did that <laughs> shit. But you can kick that shit out, but yeah. your pants is different. Or if you got back fat, you don't know how that shirt's sitting on your back. You no. know how when you be in the mirror and you adjusting yeah, your shirt, yeah, your collar? for sure. 
what about the back? Uh-huh. What about the, the shit in the back? You you check that, don't Man, you? Man, you, you should. You, you, you got to know how Even the back of your hair, bro. You know <laughs> you what I'm saying? Up, yeah. Like, I'll take a mirror on my phone, depending on where I'm at, and I'll hold it up, and I'll make sure I'm looking at this shit. <laughs> I've seen a lot of niggas' collars flipped up, and first okay. thing I think is he not self-aware, and he doesn't have a woman. He didn't have, yeah, because somebody, but or he don't got no money that like that's almost like I had a boogie in your nose. You get, you need him. You got somebody to tell you, you listen, bro. man. Or like I mean, I've or when had you miss a loop, yeah, like sometimes I do the shit on purpose, and motherfuckers always fix it. Yeah, like with my with my sport coat. Yeah, I walk into work like that. Oh yeah, and motherfuckers and be like, want to touch. I'm like, yo, man, what you doing, man? Like, oh, I'm your doing. collar's up. I'm like, that's my steez, baby. <laughs> It's cold out this motherfucker. But you got like missing loops, all of that shit. Yeah, stuff like that. You got to tell somebody. You got to know how you look you know? from behind. Yeah. I wanted, this. Is, I thought about this being the topic of the podcast today, bro. You know, I normally don't have topics prior to. Right. But I've been thinking a lot about life, and I told you I've been growing into something, and I thought family would look good on me. That's okay. the, That's a thought that okay. I came to today. All right. I told you recently, as people know, if they've been listening to the show the last year or so, I've been growing. Yeah. So the growth of this is, bro, is once you, I feel like once you get to a part in a relationship, and I've talked about this to where I want to have a kid when I love somebody, the person I'm with so much so to where it's like, what else are we doing? Mm-hmm. We can live together. We can build, get the house built. Financially, we both good. And, you know, I'm better. You know what I'm saying? And it's yeah. like now it gets to a point to where it's like I want to put something in this world to make the world a better place. Mm, okay. And like when I look at you, and like I said, I look at other people who have kids, and I always think to myself, and I always told our teachers, kids are amazing. I was like, when they go, when you go home, <laughs> if, 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 even if it's, you've been on the road for a week, you come home, you got your kids. Yeah. They see you how they see you. Mm-hmm. I've learned that with me traveling as much as I've been traveling lately, when I come home, I'm like, you're coming home to nothing. And you start to realize the importance of having family as you get right. older. Because I'm not out running the streets. Yeah, you're right. I'm not looking to be in the streets. I'm not at the point of dating multiple women and sleeping around anymore. Mm-hmm. So it's like you look at, you start to look at, okay, what do I want to come home to? Yeah. So as I looked at this picture and I envisioned certain things about a home and what home looks like to me and what I would want of my, for my kids, mm-hmm. I'm like, yo, family looks good on me. Because I'm at this in-between stage where, like I said, I'm not running the streets. Mm-hmm. I'm not sleeping with all these girls. So now it's like, what do you want you your said, life you to look like? You sat your ass down. I sat my ass down, bro. <laughs> like, I was thinking about that at the beginning of the summertime. Everybody was like, you know, we about to be outside. I haven't been outside. Mm. I've been working. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yes. I've been working. I've been keeping it low-key, and I've been yeah. building and being more intentional about my relationships, friendships, family relationships, right. so on and so forth. Important shit. So for me, I'm like, did you ever, like, for you, did you ever have a point in time where you felt like, yo... You're nervous when you're getting ready to have a kid. You're uh-huh. nervous when you're getting married. Yeah. Was it ever a point a time where you feel like you got in the swing of it to where you was like, yo, this is my fit. This is who I am. This is where I want to be. Yeah, you know, it takes time because because everything is at a different stage and everything's at a different level. So it's like, okay, I was fortunate enough to um, get married first before I had kids, right? Yeah. Not a lot of people do it that way. Yeah. But, but I got married and then it was an adjustment. You know, there's a period of time. And then it was like, okay, so now I'm a husband and, and I'm in a marriage and all that. I have my role. Yeah. Then a kid came. You know what I'm saying? So then it was like, okay, I'm a husband and I'm a daddy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shit, all shit, within dude. like a 24-month period. Yeah. Actually, I got married in like, no, no, no. It was like married in 06 and my son came in the end of 08. So it was like two and a half years. Yeah. Um. So then it's like, you know, you're now you're the father of, you know, a friggin', you know, an infant and shit. <sighs> um, but then you're also in the other role. And so you get adjusted to that, but you never really fully adjust to it because at different stages, 
kids at different stages need different things. Yeah. So you're constantly, you know, adjusting. And then at that time, then my little girl came like 20 months later. So it was like, you know, it's always different stages. Back. And yeah. and you, you, but you do get into the swing, like right when they start to run around on their own six and seven. Yeah. You know what I mean? Then you're like, all right, I'm good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, unless there's another surprise in the oven. <laughs> <laughs> but when you, you do your five or six years of being a parent and being a husband and being married, like, you know, like I think people like us, depending on where you are in your yeah. mind, it doesn't take you long because you want that role. Yeah. So, so with that role comes certain expectations that you have for yourself and you're going to do everything you can to fulfill it once you get in it. Yeah. I just feel like I'm at the perfect spot. I think I've been saying that. I feel like I'm at the perfect spot to do all the things that I want to do. Mm -hmm. You know, like I said, being, I, I made a little list where I was like ready to pass down knowledge, um, not running the streets, financially upgrading, emotionally intelligent, mm -hmm. willing to make things right on, uh, on site. To me, I feel like that's important. Yeah. Like the younger me, if I got into it with somebody, I would let it linger. Right. You know right, what I'm saying? Right. Or not say shit. Or not say shit. And be mad. And just be done with yeah. it. But now it's like, I actually meet confrontation head on. Right. Cause for me, I'm like, I ain't got to fight. Yeah. There's nothing in me that wants to fight, mm -hmm. but there is something in me that wants to set things right if you matter to me. Yeah, if you don't and, matter and, to me, and, it's yeah. like... Yeah, if it doesn't matter, right. So, but, but I'm like you to where it's like, however it is, like between me and you, if yeah. there's something then we're both mature adults. Yeah. We need to talk about it. And like, we don't, I don't have to agree. And I don't want to be like, okay, so this is the thing. This is the gauge for me. If every time I'm around you, I'm thinking about this thing, but I don't say nothing, bro. You know that's that's too much on me. It's too much. Yeah, I need to say something. Somebody need to be saying something. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought about that, and I thought about the ability to like coming from a good place, like being able to teach my kid about religion, the importance of uh, education, that, and yeah. not education and just going to college and getting a degree. Oh, yeah, like, I feel like I am at a point. If you're twenty something. And you have a kid. You you a kid yourself. Yeah, you still learn. If you're thirty There's something, you learning. Yeah, if you're thirty something. Mm -hmm. You're still in the midst of processing the information you got at twenty something right. on your own yep. versus the information that you got from your parents from zero to eighteen right. to now a lot of that forty stuff. informing your own decisions mm -hmm. like inform like consulting with yourself with the knowledge and the database of knowledge that you have to apply it efficiently and effectively to certain parts of life right. not off emotion not because you're angry not because mm -hmm. you're mad I would say this week there has been things said to me or done to me, not negatively, mm -hmm. but all right, where people looked out for themselves or did things for themselves. And I responded with, hey, do what's best for you. Right. Whether it's friendships, like I said, again, relationships, friendships, everything. When you totally get to a point where you understand the bigger picture, bro, it's literally no reason to be fighting, bro. Right, exactly. You know, and another thing is, uh, I actually want you to keep talking while I take a sip, bro. You stopped talking right when I was about to take a sip. Hey, man, well, that's the thing about the reality. <laughs> Go ahead and take that sip, nigga. We can take a three Look, we'll, we'll do some ASMR. But, you know what? I'll tap into this. Older <laughs> black men, um, and you can tap into your um, topic, but older black men taking me up taking me in at work uh -huh. um, when i went to atlanta i met two black guys and honestly i thought they were project managers too i didn't know they were upper management oh nice. you know they were just on a, a part of the crew yeah and in my mind at the end of the day when they told me their position i thought to myself why didn't i think that they were something higher uh -huh. not being funny People crack jokes all the time about taking a white dude to a bar and it's like they'll think he has money or they'll think he's the manager of a group. Or if you even come into work, somebody will see somebody white and they're thinking, hey, just based on what he looks like, he could potentially be the manager. Yeah, it was a, it felt good to see or be in a place where I'm a project manager and all these guys are project managers of a project management office or mm -hmm. they're executives of that office and they right. were just there overseeing. And 
I don't know if this is what it was, but it felt like it. They talked to everybody. Mm -hmm. But me being the only black project manager I've seen and known since I've been on the job and the projects I've been on, I felt like they took me in. I, I even stated it when I got hired. I was like, in America, black people only make up 7% of project managers in America. So that tells you how little it, it is so, in project so, management. So yeah. to, to get to the bigger point, it like they were very engaging. Mm -hmm. They weren't snooty. They weren't stuck up. They was like, yo, let's connect on teams. If there's anything we could do for you, blah, 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 blah. You know, whatever. Let's stay connected. Yeah. And I was like, yo, that's, a, you know, thank you for that. Because we talk about all the time where black people get into certain positions and we forget about everybody else. Mm -hmm. uh, we kind of get plagued with the elitist attitude. Right. And it felt good to be around old heads that was old school guys, not old heads, but old school OG guys. Yeah. They were like, yo, I see you. Let me take you under my wing. Let me show you some. If you ever need some, holler at me. You, th you, you think you got this job because you uh, cut your dreads? Nah, I, like I told you on that podcast today, you said, do you think the podcast helps when we do interviews? And I just think I'd be kicking my shit to these white people because I've got That's real shit. Yeah, because I've gotten jobs. Um, has the has a the persona of the way people view me change? Yes. Okay. Somebody hit me up the other day and they were telling me something about myself. And I was like, when did that happen? It was like when you had dreads. I said, don't ever reference that at a point in my life again because that's not who I am. Mm -hmm. Like when I look at pictures, it's not who I am. And I and like I, I told you when I was wanting to cut my hair, I struggled with what route I wanted to go. Mm -hmm. How did I want to go about doing my hair? Didn't know if my head even like, if, you know, if my body yeah, is even proportioned because it's been 20 years. 20 years. I feel like I'm in a different space. I feel like it fits where I'm at. Um, okay. I feel like it fits where I'm going. The locks was perfect. It's nothing against yeah. against them, but yeah, I, I just outgrew them, bro. Yeah. It happens. I outgrew them, bro. Yeah. Okay. I was just curious. No, I grew them like um, I outgrew some situations, but yeah. No, I was gonna add when you were talking about the family thing. I want to jump back to that real quick. No, I think the good. most important thing. I think just for today's father, I think it's so important that you have that. What you said too yeah. on the list, the emotional intelligence. Yeah. Because I don't know that like my generation of fathers really poured into their sons emotionally. No. You know what I mean? Like no. we just, I mean, it, it was, it's not a bad thing. Yeah. It's just that I think right now we have more information. We understand the importance of pouring into our children, understanding our own emotional intelligence yeah. and then discussing emotions with our sons. Right now is the most important time for a father to me. I feel like all the time is the most important yes, time because I think about it now and I'm like, I'm 40. Okay. With where I'm at, what advice can I you know what I'm saying? Lots. Like that I could get from him mm -hmm. to move forward. Like I'm in a point in my life now where I feel like every decision I make is vital. Mm -hmm. Like when you start thinking about settling down and choosing a woman, bro, my mindset, that's why I've never had a lot of girlfriends because my mindset has always been like, what am I about to do with this woman? Mm -hmm. And do I want to be around this woman all the time? Now my mindset is like, who do I want to build my life with? Yeah. Who do I want to have a kid with? Does this person have depressive disorders? Do they have uh, addictive uh, personalities wow. or addictive disorders? Are oh, you going that deep? I'm because if I'm gonna have a kid, I don't want none of that in my kid. See, you don't think about that shit. But people don't think. But I always think about that. And <laughs> if you don't know those things about that person, then look at the things that you don't like about the person you're dating and say, could, "Would I want those traits passed down to my child?" Yeah, man. You know what I'm See, saying? You never go that deep with it, man. But they don't, and that's oh, how man. you get, huh? Hardly. People hardly. hardly go. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. But I've always thought this way. Like, you could go back and ask women that I've dated. Like, I've always thought this way. Like, that's the issue that you got. Is that a problem in your family? Like, yeah. I was dating a girl and she had seizures. Mm. And she didn't have them all the time. And I was like, is that something that you have in your family? Is that, like, I would like to know that because, like I said, if you end up having a kid, 
this is I want to be able to tell the doctor this is what's what. Yes, most definitely. So yeah, we can catch that shit early as possible and get it yeah. medicated if we needed to. Yeah, it's so interesting that you say that because I, I went to my um my I guess annual physical whatever, and uh, and a few years ago I actually recognized this where. Um, the question about family history and yeah. things like that. So anytime I go to a new doctor, you know, they go through that line of questioning. Yeah. You know, when you have it. <laughs> you're going to really wear these shades the whole episode. Oh, no, I'll take them off, man. You feeling uncomfortable? <laughs> no, I just, I was just, I didn't know if it was for you to get started or did you just go right? <laughs> you just, I I, you just like my eyes. It's shit. like I got to see your eyes. When I was looking over there, I'm like, I was trying to look past. I was going to ask you if, if that was bothering Do you ever see that with people with shades? It's like, it doesn't bother yeah, me, but just, seem I lock in people's eyes. Yeah. So it's like, if I can't see your eyes, I feel like I'm just looking at the blackness <laughs> of the shades and then I look off and then I look back. But that, go ahead, my bad. The, the purpose of that is, is, it's definitely purposeful for some people. They do yeah. it on purpose. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, and some people want, need want it. to be connected. And some people need it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But what I was saying was that you know, anytime I go to a new doctor, they always go through that line of questioning about family history and stuff like yeah. that. And I remember about five, maybe five, six years ago is when I started to actually ask my family, like, yo, you know what I mean? Like, I noticed some things about you know mental health or whatever the case. Yeah. And I asked my mom. I was even talking to my mom the other day. I said, Mom, is there any? Like you know, mental health issues with the with the family. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because I have a brother who has who's struggling with some of that on a on a mild scale, and I was asking her because my me and my sister don't have any of those issues, and my mother doesn't either. So I was asking. I was like, well, what about you know in the family? What about other other siblings? What about you know uncles and aunts? Yeah. And, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, was there anything? I find myself asking those questions more and more when I'm around my family. Yeah. And we remember we talked about that not too long ago where it was like, what traits did you get good or bad yeah. from your family? Like, yeah. I know my bleeding heart. I know my compassionate spirit comes from my mom. Yeah. I know my anger. I know my sexuality. I know my aggression comes from my dad. Mm-hmm. I don't think any of the traits are bad. I think it's how you use them. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because yeah. when I need to turn into a beast, I'm thankful that I, I mean, got that part of my dad. Most definitely. When I need to be compassionate and forgiving to a, a, a girlfriend or if I have kids mm-hmm. and give them that grace, I need that side of my mom. You know what I'm saying? Say, yeah. When it's time to pipe a motherfucker down and make them act right, <laughs> my daddy. Yeah. When it's time to love on them and make them feel, you know, like some Luther in the, ooh, that's my mama. <laughs> So you got to yeah, know what to tap well in. Balanced, yeah, you know what I'm no saying? Question about it. So, nah, I, I feel like that. That's one of the. I don't know where I was going with that next one, but I had a couple of topics. Like I told you, I've been traveling, man. I'm gonna tell you this. I was at Vero Beach. I got in late last, um, late um, Monday night, mm-hmm. due to a four hour layover in Houston. I got to Houston, bro. I'm. I mean, I got to Vero Beach. I'm tired. I get my key. I check in. My room is 208. I walk to 205. Mm-hmm. I scan my car key. I don't know if this nigga didn't have his latch on the door or the door wasn't totally closed, but I swiped my key to the wrong door and walked directly into another nigga's room, yawning, mid-yawn. Huh. I look out, it's a white man. He got a headphones. He got his headphones on. He's sitting in the install on the ground watching something on his laptop. And I was like, what the f-? I literally said it. I was like, what the fuck? He didn't move, didn't turn. I eased back, looked at the door. I said, shit, I'm wrong, in the nigga's wrong. room. Oh, my God. Shut the door, backed out. Came two or three uh, doors down the way and went in my room and was so nervous that I had the master key and everybody got a master key. Like, I locked my door, put the latch on it, and then put a fucking lamp by that motherfucker to where it's like, hey, if somebody come in, knock this bitch over and alert me. Exactly. But that was the weirdest shit, bro. The swipe and just walk into this nigga room, look at him for like three seconds talking. He ain't say shit. I was like, let me get the fuck up out of here. Yeah, man. Ain't no I don't know who room I done walked in on. That, That way or the other way. Like, I remember, I think the last time... I think I might have been in Austin or something like that, but um, recently, and then like somebody was knocking on the door, 
or, or was it in San Francisco? I can't remember. I've been doing a little bit of traveling. But anyway, I was in the hotel room. Somebody knocked on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And I'm like, who the fuck is this? Like, I'm not expecting anybody. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not even there with family and nothing yeah. like that. I'm like, who the fuck? And it was sounded like some, <laughs> you know, it sounded like some, uh, some, you know, some rowdy white boys and yeah. shit. <laughs> I yeah, opened no. the door I'm like who the fuck is this He's like oh dude I'm sorry man I was looking at the wrong room I'm like alright I'm a showboat Yeah man But and, and, and even myself I have gone Like recently I was in I was definitely in Vegas With yeah. my son His uh, team won their little championship Shout out to the Yeah shout out Z Yeah yeah shout that. out to Z And the uh, uh, Texas Pride But anyway You know I'm, I'm in the room We there for like a week Yeah And so I'm going back and forth To the room Back and forth to the room Well one day I just happened to go to the wrong room and shit. Like, I walked up and I just went to the room. Was, I was in, like, 219. I think I went to, like, 217. Yeah. It was right next door to so each other. So Amber Gaga's story could be true. Well, I don't know about that. But, yes, it's possible. I mean, yeah, I, mean I walked to the wrong room. You walked to the wrong room. I literally swiped the key and but, walked in the motherfucker's room. Right. But, but now, was his door? His door wasn't open, was it? Didn't he? Uh, she, like, I, forced her way in or something? I don't know if she forced her way in. I think she knocked. Mm. I don't know, bro. Yeah, I can't remember all the details. But I, it's, it it's definitely possible. I mean, and I, I walked to the wrong these... door because I was tired. Yeah, and it's just apparently. And that's what she said. Of, she was coming off a late coming shit. Coming off a late shit. Yeah. yeah. And then your mind stopped playing. You know, when you, you know, that's the thing. Like, have you ever, okay, let me ask you a and question. I never this thought is... I would come to the, I'm not coming to a defense, but yeah, I mean, no, no, we no, both no, no, just no. said we walked in. No, no, no. I mean, so and it has happened before. But let me ask you this. Have you ever been in a situation where, like you, you weren't drunk, you weren't high, nothing like that. But you were just maybe tired, maybe stayed up a long time. Yeah. And then the, you had some kind of hallucination. Uh, yeah, some like some run across the room, or like you just, see some. <laughs> yeah, that's happened before. Because I've seen. I'm like, I know I ain't got rats and roaches, and I saw something. Yeah. See, when you and, and it be some on your eyeball. When you when you are tired, yeah. or fatigued, been up a long time, or something like that, like shit starts happening. Even when you think you got it, I think we've all sat in the car, we've turned the music up loud, we've rolled the window down. All of that Some shit. of us even done the, the movie thing and smack our own face. I'm telling you, man. Just trying to get to the house. Just trying to get to the motherfucking house. Yeah, yeah, man. I think it's hard to say, like, now that I'm saying that, bro, like, I can't remember the whole, you know, all the details to the Amber yeah, Gaga story. There was some questions. People were saying stuff. that they messed around or it yeah, possibly there been a, There's a lot of shit. I don't know, but all I know is we can officially say now you can't be tired enough to rock to the wrong floor. No question. And all, we, all I talk about, I'm looking for uh, another town home or somewhere to live now because mm -hmm. my lease is coming to an end. And one reason why I don't, it's hard for me to pick a place to relocate is because everything looks the same here in Texas. Everything, though, yeah. Apartments, so every doors, floor, every yeah. apartment, every door. Yeah. I literally went and looked at, um, the Hamilton and the Case Building in Deep Ellum. They, when I walked in, I told my realtor, I said, "This shit looks exactly the same." All of it. And then the lady said, "Oh, it is our sister building, of course." Mm. So going back again, it's hard to say. I never thought I'd be talking about the Zambagaga shit. Yeah. But hey, maybe 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 it's something on there. I always question something about it. Yeah. But I got another one of your topics, man. When people see couples with babies, they always assume it's the man that wanted kids. Yeah. Double standard. But she could have gave him kids. Well, no, I'm saying like what they say is, oh, you know, because and, and it kind of oh, tied yeah, in. She, yeah, she it, gave him kids. Yeah, it kind of tied into the alimony thing or whatever. Because women, when they when you talk about that, most of the time it's women saying it. Yeah. They always say, well, you know, well, she gave him kids. So yeah. I'm like, well, wait a minute. What if she don't want she kids? wanted the kids? Because a lot of times the women that I know, yeah. they have children because they want kids. Yeah. They ain't giving a man no kids. Out. We having these kids together. Together, yeah. But you hear that a lot, though. Yeah. It's always put on, man. It's most of the time it's put on a man like oh he wanted the kids yeah i saw a post earlier um let me see if i can i put it on my instagram bro and i wanted to read it 
Jason and I put it into the group. And it was basically talking about stay-at-home um, wives. Mm-hmm. And let me see. <laughs> I thought you were going to say stay-at-home dads. No, nah, stay-at-home wives. They said women should be in the kitchen for reasons beyond feeding your man. The meals you prepare determine the health of your seeds, the quality of your sex life, the energy of your home, and the overall health and vitality of your family. It's a divine role that should be played well. So true. And with me looking for more commitment or long-term commitment from a companion, I don't want to stay at home woman, but I want you to be able to provide these things. Of course. Yeah. Cause she is right. If you are talking about a nigga with a limb dick, then get like a well, shout out to Najee and, um, the, the uh, you know, with his juice company, mm-hmm. everybody's juice, but he always talking about, get you some beet juice. So if you at home and you know, this dude's ritual, you know what he's doing and you want to change things, mm-hmm, yeah. you can cook something different that'll help him perform better. You right. can buy something for the house that helps him perform better. Mm-hmm. Like they say, you being at home, he entering the house and vice versa, not yeah. just the to the woman. Go both ways. Go both ways. But there are some things that we do more of than women do, and there are some things that women should do more of than men do. Well, and I mean, to me, it's a point. But this of, is this was a valid point. No, there's no question. And I think that whatever it is, right? Uh, there's always exceptions to every rule. You know what I mean? So, so it doesn't mean that that the woman's gonna cook and, and clean in the house and all that, and she ain't gonna, you know, mow the lawn, or the man ain't gonna cook mow and the, clean yeah. and things like that. Yeah. But the fact that it matters, I know some women who who work on cars, mow lawns, and do all of that do shit. All that, I know bro. some guys who are hella chefs. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like whatever exactly. your strength is, but for the most part, yeah. most of the time, you know, the the women are supposed to be the ones to really right. The the men get the house, the women make the home. Yeah. Part of making the home is. You know, taking care of the house, yeah. taking care of the energy of yeah. the house, which food. includes the food, yeah. the cooking, the yeah. love. I mean, the love that you put into the cooking feeds yeah. the home. Yeah. You know what I mean? And now, you don't mean care, I can't go cook. And if you're watching out, oh, my kid eating too much sugar, don't eat that much sugar. All of that. You should, I mean, you should be doing that for your husband, too. That, for everybody. Because yeah, any protecting the house. them. Yes. Like we talk, are you going to be the one doing karate and bust down shit? Some <laughs> of them are. Some exactly. of them are. Some of them and are. And it's good that both but, of y'all but, can. But most of them. But a man has a role, too, just like a woman has a role, too. Everybody has a role. Just embrace that shit. My whole thing is reciprocity, and I've been saying this, and I've been yelling it to anybody that'll listen. I'm going to be where the peace at. Right. Not right. where the piece of ass at. And women. Not where the piece of booty or the big breath. Right. I'm going to be where the peace at. Yeah, and If women she look like Jill Scott, piece. I'm going to be where the peace at. Women create that peace for men. Period. Women can create that peace for men. You can have your own peace because that's the first thing everybody, we we know the obvious shit. Of course shit, you can have your own But you peace. also have to, the number one thing when I'm talking to somebody, I don't ask what you bring into the table, but I watch how you move. Mm-hmm. I watch how you make me feel. I watch the things that you remember that I say, and I watch the things that you implement. Right. Too often times, people don't implement. Like, you got to think about a guy. Mm-hmm. For me and my, my relationships, like, I pay for pretty much everything. 90% of the time, I'm paying right. for everything. Yeah. Whether it's the travel, the food, the, the whatever the case may be, or it's the everyday to day shit, it's me. So I hope and I'll make sure that I have a woman that sees me mm-hmm. because it's important that a woman does some of the same things that I do. You ain't got to right. do them to the rapid, the rapid rate that I'm doing of course or not. that a man does it, but it's like, you also got to think if I'm invested in my future, what I'm invested if I'm taking care of two people. Mm-hmm. If all my money's always going out the window and nothing is ever going into the household or nothing is ever being poured into something that I want to do, then if you're not getting something back from that woman, you're leaving that person dry. No that's all I really got to say about relationships because everybody got something to say about Right, everybody got something to say. But, but at the end of the day, it's like this, right? To me, it's like when you look at situations, relationships specifically, um, you know, generally speaking, men and women have needs, right? Yeah. I'll tell you this, and I'll say this, and, and I'm not a religious person, 
You know what I'm saying? But I think that there's definitely some concepts of religion that we absolutely as human beings need to abide of by. Of course. At the end of the day, I don't know one man, not one, I don't know personally one man who looks at a woman for protection. Uh, not at all. I don't know any. Even if she is like that. And I'm talking, that's not a, that's not a, a man-made a law. It's no, a it's natural not. It's law. just a natural thing. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So if that's the case, right, everybody play their role. Yeah. Now, the exceptions, of course, there are exceptions. But for the most part, and if you're a, a person who who worships God and yeah. and follows the word and everything else, yeah. then you know that that's your role, and you can speak to that confidently. But even if you're not, natural law says nine out of ten women are going to be looking at their man for protection, not the other way around. <laughs> I got some random right off the top, bro. <laughs> and, and I thought about this. Um, I was being intimate with this chick one time, and I realized my whole body covered her. Mm-hmm. And you know women love that shit. They yeah, love they if that. it's a that's why they like That's why they got weighted blankets and shit. Yeah, and that's why they like tall dudes, you know <laughs> yeah. what I'm saying? Or whatever. I'm not a tall guy, but I got body. Right. So it's like, you know what I'm saying? Got that body. Got body. You know what I'm saying? So it's like you think about when you laying on a woman or if you're intimate with a woman, whether you're on top, behind them. The ability to move them around, they yeah. like that shit, yeah, yeah. and then not being manhandled, and that, yeah, and that's why a lot of bigger dudes or even dudes who are like small, they'll try to get a smaller girl than them. Yeah, I've just walked. Uh, whatever you are, I, I feel like I'm. I can wrap. I'm with strong you. enough. I'm strong enough. Listen, to get, I, okay, I got to get with you. Bro. I but the, so, so the, the point, and tell this story. <laughs> but the point of it was, do you ever think about like how would a woman? Have you ever been with a woman that's big enough to handle you or do the things that you need? Not me. I'm a big guy. Yeah, you are. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. But like for me, it's like I have dated girls that are six feet tall that are thick or mm-hmm. huge. You know Strong. what I'm saying? Strong. And it's like when they ride me, like I'm telling you, every down and up, I feel like I'm, they manipulate my body okay. the way I've manipulated theirs. That's interesting. Boy, now, that, I, it's I remember, amazing. That's why I say I've always been intrigued by Jill Scott. Now, they are, now, now I t- I've met some women and I've like just been around, you know what I'm saying, some women. And I try not to. Because generally speaking, right, yeah. unless you fucking around and being around and uh, WNBA chicks, <laughs> most chicks ain't bigger than me. Nah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. But but yeah. and at the same time, if a chick is not in the league and she's big like that, yeah. um, a lot of times, you know, they are self-conscious they about are their very size. Self-conscious. Because they're bigger than most they're guys. They're bigger than most guys, bro. Um, so, I, I mean, so anytime I'm around what I would call, and this is with all due respect, yeah. an Amazon woman, yeah. you know, like a chick who might be, I mean, I'm not talking What's about. the tallest you dated? I haven't seen a lot of tall women. We're five eight, you know five what I'm eight? saying? Okay. Five eight five. But I'm That's talking tall about for women though. I'm talking about a chick who's like six five. And I've just, dated a girl who's like six two. In prof- in proportion, yeah. like you know. Yeah. But I always wondered. I'm like, man, how would that be to be with a chick? <sighs> More cushion you know for the pusher. Yeah, I mean, she clapping galore. Serious. Yeah. I told you, bro. If I'm out here, the next time, I'm telling you right now, I already got it. I, I want some <laughs> a little. A little something, man. Yeah, a little something. Hey, man, something that like when you see it, you like, man. Okay, I got a story. So one time, <laughs> hey man, this goes back to a good time. This this goes back to the whole protection or just the the, the manhandling, yeah. right? Because I think that even as men, we we put a lot of value in being able to manhandle them because you know that's part of the protection. You know what I'm saying? So situation, right? So I'm in the bed with the chick, right? You know what I'm saying? And she good size, like five eight. You know yeah. what I mean? She good size. Yeah, she's perfect size. <laughs> uh, but she's a little on the bigger side. You yeah. know what I'm saying? She's not a little chick. Yeah. So, but she's not as big as me, so yeah. I feel like I got to be able to handle yeah, it. Yeah. So we in the bed, we we ain't having sex or nothing like that, but we in there, you know, clowning around and yeah. shit like that and, and get to laughing, and she get to falling off the bed, right? She got, she start falling off the bed. So I catch her. Caught her. Right? But you know how it is when you catch a person? Randy. And then you might have them, 
right there in that position. And, and in that yeah. moment, yeah. you know, either you can hold him or you can't. Yeah. Right. So we was at that moment, yeah. bro. And I held on and I pulled it back and up. Look back at you like, <laughs> dad, he got me. You know what I'm saying? And that shit. It because, matters, bro. Because listen, what my point is, it this: if I had dropped that chick in that moment, I believe she would have looked at me differently. Oh, this she wouldn't have trusted can't, you. He can't take him. Yeah. He can't hold me down. Hey, man, I tell you now. There's so much pressure on us, man. When I used to, yeah, man, I know my lady, she, yeah. <laughs> when I be moving her around, hand behind her neck, moving her like a little <laughs> toy, a joystick, oh, they like that shit, bro. That's why women, like, joystick. all women like to be handled, yeah. bro. And then it's like, some people probably be like, okay, what would you do with a girl who's 5'9 and built like Jill Scott? I'm going to handle her. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, she going to get handled I'm going to do the same thing I do to a 5'5 five, five girl that weigh 130. I'm going to do the same thing oh, to yeah. a 5'9 girl that weigh 240. It's going to be some handle work, but you. I'm going to handle I'm going to handle you, bitch. Yeah. And, but see, this is the beauty of it, right? So even even now in situations, even with a chick who's smaller, yeah. you got to get them the upper hand sometimes. Some bro. You know what I'm saying? But you got to handle a little chick too, man. Because yeah, little chick's sassy. Mm-hmm. They move around a lot and not being funny. Like we talked about it. They, it's so, more than sex. And they can take sending it. Sending you a message. And they be letting, they'll know you can be bigger than them and putting whatever you're putting in them and they'll be looking back at you like, I, I can take it. They can. They're going to challenge you. Better than the big girls. Better than the big Which girls. Which is crazy. Hey, I don't know. Big don't girls know. just lay in the Because big girls feel like they probably ain't got nothing to prove. Mm. They're like, oh, you can handle this? But a little girl, like, I can handle you. Right. So, hey, it's, it's, on. it's a mind thing, bro. <laughs> it's a mind thing. I'm trying to see. We got, oh, we got a few more. What time we got? We got yeah. a little bit. Oh, man, we peeking over into it. Oh, yeah, we are. Therapist, bro. Yeah. You said therapists, they're like an old friend. I can catch up with them here and there, and I don't need to talk to them daily. Yeah. And I thought to myself, I was like, what is the need of my therapist? What is the need for a therapist in my life right now? Because I've been thinking about it. Mm-hmm. But I don't know what I'm looking for them niggas to tell me. You know, last week you were saying you tell the truth, mm-hmm. or a couple of weeks ago. Yeah. And I don't think I've ever told the total truth in therapy. What do you mean? I don't think I've ever given them the 100% truth. You give them some. I give them some. Okay. But this is the thing. I said, I don't think I've ever been 100% honest with my therapist. The reason why I haven't needed to go long enough for an issue that deep to give them the whole nine about my situation. Okay. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like some people be in there and they be in there on and off for a year. Normally when I go to therapy, I'm in there three to five times and then Mm -hmm. I feel like at that point I'm good. Right. You know, I always okay, need help with decisions that are super major. Everyday shit, I can do it. Right. And so so that's what happened with me. But I, you know, I, I got to divulge some information right here. All right. My my therapist dumped me, man. My, my therapist dumped me. Really? Yeah. Yeah, he dumped me. Because because I think that there was an expectation that we was going to do this like every two weeks and just keep going all year. But I'm like you. I'm like, if, if I'm trying to work through You're something. for a check. Yeah, well, and you see, and, and I didn't, didn't want to go there. I didn't want to go there. I went to one or two therapists who told me there. that you don't have to come here anymore. You're good. Come back in six months. Yeah, okay. I ain't never had a therapist just dump me. Fill my spot, bitch. Yeah, I got it. I got get dumb, rid of me? I, I got dumped. But, you know, there was a lot of other dynamics with it, too. Like, okay. this person really wasn't really trying to take on new clients. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, they, they weren't trying to take on new <laughs> clients. But in, but but at the, I'm telling you, it was just, like, divine timing because whenever I really needed this person, it was yeah, there. Yeah, it was there. And we worked through some real major shit. Yeah. And then after that, see, because I'm the type, I work through a lot of shit on my own yeah. anyway, and I don't never let shit get to the point where I can't figure it out on my uh, own. Yeah. But this was a, you know, brand new situation, going through some yeah. things, the family, shit like that. You need going to get your Dr. Libowitz. Who's that? From uh, Suits. Oh, oh yeah. yeah I've been yeah. hearing about this show. I, yeah. I don't know who that is. I haven't watched it. You got to watch it, bro. Yeah, it, I've been it watching good. it years ago. I just finally caught up on the last season. But. Okay. No, but but so I said, you know what? Like, I'm, I try to be the type of person to handle my shit 
in my life. And I think one of the things that helps is that I'm open about shit, yeah. you know, so I don't have a problem talking to somebody about something I'm going through or whatever. So, you know, and even with the podcast and shit like that, that's yeah. kind of a form of therapy. But uh, at the time I was going through some shit and I yeah. really needed some guidance from a motherfucker OG type of person who was also skilled in therapy, can ask me the right questions and can motivationally interview me to get me to talk about shit and work through and all that. But once I did that, yeah. I'm good. At 48, 49, what do you think your biggest issue is right now today? My biggest issue? Yeah, with mine, I, and I'll tell you mine. Yeah, yeah, what's Mine your? is I have a problem, and then people will say it's just a Libra thing. I have a problem <laughs> making hard decisions. Okay. Like, they'll say it's indecisive, and I've always allowed people to say, man, you're indecisive. Like, it, every woman I've ever dated has been like, you can't make a decision. Oh, okay. It's probably why I'm by myself or mm-hmm. single, whatever. So... I thought about it this weekend. I was like, I'm not indecisive. Mm-hmm. I just play a hundred scenarios out of my head. Yeah. And by the time I get the calculated answer that I'm looking for, it's taken amount of a certain it's amount of time, time. where it looks like for them, I'm indecisive. But yeah. in my mind, I'm like, but did I ever leave you? Right. Did I ever walk away? Well, clearly I'm not indecisive mm-hmm. because when I make a decision to walk away, I've never went back to an ex. Mm-hmm. I ain't saying I can't, right. yeah, yeah. but out of 40 years of being alive and about 22 years of dating or however long I've been dating, like I've never went back to an ex. Mm-hmm. So I don't think That's I'm indecisive. Decisive. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> so it's like, I don't, I don't think I'm indecisive. And I used to let people put that on me. And then you start looking at, you know, the astrology signs and it's one of the traits of a Libra. And I'm mm-hmm. like, nah, I just literally go through my head like a computer, like a robot, processing every possible outcome, right. and then I make my decision. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I, that to me, that's called an informed decision. Right. Because right. I always tell a person, if they're waiting on me to make a decision, you have a decision to make on your own. Mm-hmm. If I'm telling you this is where I'm at, you have the decision to say, well, I don't want to wait anymore. Yeah. Well, some situations require a little bit. Yeah, it does. And if you want that, and if you want that, and I'm not giving it to you, then you make that decision because you have agency over your decision. Now you have a decision. You have a decision. Either you're gonna be patient about it or you're not. But don't be on my damn coattail asking me every (laughs) thirty days. Yeah, yeah. Has it changed? I'm working through it. If that shit takes me six months, you don't have to be here six months. And then guess what? I'll be working through something else, and you're not the one. That's that's good, man. That's that's really good self reflection, man. Because yeah, I've been yeah, letting people vague. put that shit on me. What yeah. you mean you're not there yet? Well, I'm saying like you know like when when you ask me what am I dealing with, oh right yeah, it's yeah, like yeah. so many different things, and you got to prioritize and stuff like that. But but I think that I'm 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 think I'm I'm in a good place. But it just depends. Are you asking about me and my relationship? Are you yeah. asking about me as a parent? Yeah. Me at work? You know what I'm saying? Like there's yeah. a whole bunch. It's of a shit. whole bunch. It's a whole bunch of different. And things I feel like I got juggling. time. Like I feel like every so where people have babies and kids and everything like that for me, it's about leveling up. Yeah. Like all last year, anybody that knows me, it's like all I was talking about was project management. Okay, now I'm a project manager. Now it's like, okay, what's the next thing for me? You manifest that shit. I, you know what's so funny? Like I, I used to always tell you I didn't think about it that way, but yeah. it's like if I prayed about it and I put forth the effort mm-hmm. and I put my 10,000 hours, mm-hmm. so to speak, into it, and now it happened, that is manifestation. Yeah, absolutely. It was, it, a begin- it was a thought. It was a thought. It was a beginning. It was a desire. It was a desire. It was a middle and preparation. An and now I'm, I'm here. And now you're there. And I've been telling myself, I was like, give yourself a good year or so in it and mm-hmm. then go for what's next. Right. You know what I'm saying? Definitely. Like I said, I got goals. I, I literally can see things now. I see a house. And like you say, two and a half kids. If I have a boy, if I have a boy the first time, I'm done though. Like, yeah. Unless the woman is like whoever I end up with or if they don't have kids and they're like, hey, I want to do another one. Uh-huh. All right, cool. I'll do two. Uh, listen, I'm going to tell you like this, bro. 
And they're going to have to be back-to-back. Twins if I'm lucky. Right. Surprise me, seriously. But a lot of guys that I know are the ones that want girls. No, I don't want a girl. I want a boy. The reason I want a boy is they get the boy, I'm like, yeah, little girl. Yeah, yeah, knucklehead. I know my (laughs) shit going to be a knucklehead. Nigga, I was a knucklehead. (laughs) But he will have somebody in his corner that is not looking to steer him wrong, Mm -hmm. who has his best... I want the best for him yeah. and for her. Right. But for a guy, for me, and when I look at a guy, like, having a little boy, I'm like, bro, I see, I do know that I'm a good man. I used to say I think. I know I'm a good man. Yeah. And when people hear these stories that I've told, they don't have the t- full context, and yeah, I ain't yeah. a part of the negative. I ain't one of them niggas to explain anything. Right, no, no, no. So for me, it's like, I'm a good guy, so I look at myself as if I'm a good man at 40, I'm accomplished at 40, what can I do and manifest and bring about a, um, an adult and an emotionally intelligent mm-hmm. kid earlier, like 15 years earlier. Yeah, That's yeah, a win, bro. Years. See, that's what I'm saying? To get yeah. at, to, to where at 28, he's thinking the way I'm thinking. Right. Even though he may not understand it, yeah. he's going to have an output or outlier in myself to come to and say, hey, dad, I'm thinking about this, 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 this. Right. And, he, and then when he say, oh, I'm like, how old are you, son? 28. What's the situation? Boom, 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 boom. Right. Hmm. Let me go Process. back to my Rolodex when I was 28, when I dated a girl that I felt this way about and I didn't want to be. I got you, son. Right. Because I could pull it out of my mental ball. I got, got the experience. experience. I love that. And that's something that we don't have and we haven't been able to pass down. And I'm, I'm ready, bro. I feel like I'm ready. It ain't happening for me today. Yeah. You know, clearly it's still not my time, but like, I'm ready. You ready. I'm ready. That's important. I, I was talking to um, <laughs> one of my trainers at work when I was in Houston a couple of weeks ago, and he was telling me about all the duties with project management, so on and so forth. He's been doing the job seven years, and he was like, have you been in project management before? And I was like, I've never been a project manager, but at my last job as a senior analyst and uh, an, associate, an associate project manager, I learned certain things. Mm-hmm. I was like, I've been ready for this job, but my mind wasn't ready. And he was like, what do you mean? I was like, because I felt like at certain points, why wasn't these things happening for mm-hmm. me? It wasn't that I wasn't doing the work, but I had a privileged attitude to an extent to where it was like, yo, okay. I've done this, I've done that. Why right. ain't my yeah. time? Come on. Because the universe knew the way that I think now, the way that I forgive now, the way that I love now, the way that I treat women now, and the way that I look at people and value them now, I didn't have that yeah. seven years ago. Mm-hmm. So, nigga, you weren't ready. You weren't ready. But now being in this position, seeing You've been baking. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Ding! Right, she ready. ready now. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> hey, man, on that note, we're going to take a quick break. Um, you're listening to The Reality Is Where Filter Becomes Extinct. I think, uh, what was that? Uh, you wanted to play. He, he was going to find me a Nas joint. A Nas joint from the latest album. He already got you queued up. Got me. We're going to take a quick break, man. We'll be right back. You're listening to the episode of Neverwhere. <laughs> we don't even know what the fuck's going Neverwhere. on. Neverwhere. <laughs> shit just flowing like water. Let it flow. Bruce Lee said, be like, I ain't water. even thinking. <laughs> like water. It just goes. Don't even think about it. Hip-hop's back. Esco, they know over 808. Some fading over samples. I go, yeah, yo, crack music like the Yates on Plugged In. Jump on cables, track bumping like prenatal 70s. I play with Play-Doh. All I see, a bunch of Fredo's Godfather. They My mic sounds nice. Check one. I don't even know why. Hey, I this all, this you up. had a couple of interesting ones on there. So, spit them to the, me. Which the, one? the work husband question. Oh, that, I'm glad you brought that up. <laughs> I was watching something, bro, 
<laughs> it was like a TikTok video or something, mm-hmm. and it was showing this video of this guy acting like this one girl's work husband. And she, oh, yeah, she was <laughs> mad. She's like, the nurse? yeah, the nurse. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, you ain't cook, blah 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 blah. And he's like, damn, you know, the work husband was yeah. in the back, like, nah, that ain't even right, man. Then the next day he brought her something to eat. <laughs> Have you ever been a work husband, bro? Me and listen, man, I'm gonna tell you like this, bro. You probably been one to somebody and didn't even know it. Exactly. Yeah. yeah so I haven't knowingly been one. Yeah. And and at the same time. You know, you also have to be careful with uh, you, you just got to watch the cues uh, because motherfucker, I'm just saying a motherfucker is not going it, to. It, it's like this. There's nothing wrong with being a nice guy. There's nothing wrong with being that shit gets taken know. out of whack. bro. Right. But I'm just saying that's why you got to pay attention to women yep. because you got to understand like most women. Again, like we say, I don't like to speak in generalizations, but it is what it is. <sighs> most women are going to think about bringing a guy something to eat before a guy brings a woman something. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's going to happen. Yeah. So that's one of the cues. If a woman stop bringing you food from her house. Like bringing you your own plate and shit like that, Nigga. you gotta stop paying attention. Hey, you got to, bro. Because you want everybody in the office, all the dudes in the office ain't getting their own bowl of nah. fucking whatever you wanna call nah. it. Unless you ask for the shit or whatever. And I wanna get a props. It's uh, IG, it was a Malik Bazil, I think. Yeah. M L A L I K B A Z I L L E. Now, that shit, that shit is, is like, that skit was hilarious and it was funny, but it was really funny because the shit really happens. I've never been a work husband, like you said, knowingly. Knowingly. And I know I never brought anything um, <laughs> to work for any girl. I had things brought to work for me. Yes, that's happened. Um, but I'm, I think I, I would qualify myself as a work boo. I think I've been a work boo. A work boo? Yeah. What the hell's you know? the difference? You know, yeah, I don't really bring all that food. You ever watch the shower that part when uh, old girl was trying to leave Emmett, Keisha was trying to leave Emmett and go be with Darnell or whatever his name yeah, was. Yeah, yeah. And she was like, oh, I just want to move with you and live in and do this and this and that. And he was like, no, 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 no. He said, when you want to talk bills and family, I'm paraphrasing. He was like, you talk to your nigga. You want a pizza, slice of pizza and conversation? You talk to me. You want to get your back blown out after midnight when your nigga ain't acting right? That's me. And from, from, from for many years, that was me. Okay. You want to get piped up? You want to get loved on? You want me to listen to you? And I'm listening to you because I know I'm going to get some head whenever I want. Yeah. Or you going to come give me that pussy because your husband ain't acting right or your nigga ain't acting right. And... Yeah, bro, I've been yeah. that guy. That's why okay. I said I think I've been like a work boo. And so there is a difference. I had two, it was two situations. And the funny thing about those is those work women, they'll call you their work husband and they will literally start to try to dictate your motherfucking life. Yeah. Exactly. As if they are really your motherfucking really your woman. And you right. be realizing, like, no, bitch, I didn't make you sign up to give a blowjob on lunch in the car over the console. Listen, man. You know I, what I'm saying? I, like, you signed up for yeah, this. You gotta, you gotta be, I mean, when, when people start talking that shit, now, mind you, when you're young yeah. and you don't give a fuck, like, that's, that's one thing. It is what it is. Like me, I'm older and I could I see what shit doing like that, that shit leads. Now. Yeah, no. I'd be like, yo, don't play like that. Don't don't even play like I, that. I was Trust 20 me, something. You won't regret it. Didn't know what was going on. Yeah. Thank good. God nothing ever got bad. One the it was one time I, it was happening with this white chick and I didn't know she was married. She just kind of used to always see me with these black chicks and mm-hmm. then one day she shot a shot. She's like, hey, we ought to go to lunch. I was like, yeah. cool, we can go to lunch. And going to lunch, literally, she offered on lunch some head and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, 26-year-old me, who's gonna turn that down? I'm like, where? Climb over this like, console. Right yeah, <laughs> let me slide the seat back for you so you can get all of it. Right. Hold on, let me get, let me put my bridges down to my thigh though. <laughs> no stains. <laughs> Are you swallowing this shit? 
So yeah, we yeah. got hold on. I got some questions real quick. Yeah, bro, I was questions. I was in there, dog. <laughs> I was in there, bro. And yeah. she literally got jealous when I went to lunch one day with a homegirl. Yeah, man. Um, shout out Serena. And you know, <laughs> it is. A, I mean, that's the thing. It gets real. You talk about tricky. Yeah, that shit. When that work shit, you can't even fuck around like nah, that, bro. Because you don't want nobody fucking up your shit and blowing up the spot. Right. And normally, in those situations or in my situation, I'll speak only for me. They lose their shit. Yeah. For me, I know what it is. And I'm not a talker. Like, I don't talk. Right. That's one thing about women who, when they get some good dick and they at work, they want to tell they work Oh, sister. they going to tell everybody. They going to talk, bro. They going to tell everybody. You know what I'm saying? But yeah. for me, niggas was coming to me asking me about this particular girl. I'm like, nah, bro. Right. Nah. They were like, you ain't hit that? Oh, they yeah, like, man, I've been trying to get that shit, but everybody's saying you on it. Nah, yeah, bro, man. I ain't even fucking. I don't nah. know what you're talking about. You know what I'm saying? On lunches. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Lollipops like they giving them bitches at the bank. Boy, and I'm telling you, the thing is, like, yeah. I, you know, because I, I grew up with the old head. Like Jason say, Boy, <laughs> <laughs> he always when he telling a good story, yeah. and he know you on this shit. He be like, boy, yeah, don't play with me. But I'm saying, man, I was in a situation where, like, I, I grew up with motherfuckers tell you, you know, you don't don't get your money where you make it. Don't get your don't honey, get your honey where you make your money. money. And it's yeah, like, yeah. you know, we ain't gonna listen. You know, nah. what I'm saying we work with a bad bitch, we gonna try to fuck. Yeah, you don't try and so, but yeah. I definitely. Uh, was was real judicious about it, but all it takes is one bad situation. You got to be particular, though. I've never had it blow up in my face because, like I said, I've always been particular. Mm -hmm. Even now, I don't pick my women off ass and titties right. and looks. Right, it's a vibe. Not now, not now. It's a vibe. I never have. Mm -hmm. It's I. I I maybe never, not a woman, but, this is the but thing. somebody that maybe a boo. I mean, not being funny, it just so happened to be what I needed them to be. So yeah, it, at came, that time. it came in a good package. Right. But I've always prided myself on getting women or being with women that not everybody can get. Yeah. Or even definitely. if they shooting they shot. Or I get a woman that you ain't going to fuck with because you don't even see who they are. Mm -hmm. Like, I've never been a guy that's like, oh, she's big. Now, nah, I mean, you can't be crazy. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it's like, if you're overweight, it depends on what we're talking. Yeah. But I'm open-minded. If you skinny it's, or It's petite, okay if you're overweight yeah. in some areas. Uh, yeah, in some areas. I'm <laughs> open-minded. If you're a smaller girl, whatever, like some dudes like breasts. I'm cool. I am right. I love a girl who got little titties <laughs> and a fat ass. Yeah, well, see, you know, and uh, okay, so this is why I don't mind that. Because, you know, it's something about, oh, you know, just, now listen, no disrespect to the double Ds or the triple Ds. I done had one of them, too. You know, like, right, if, if your titties is overweight, it's okay with it's me. On, hey, but at the same the time. motherfuckers will drown you. I have almost. <laughs> right I can't breathe Yeah the motherfuckers <laughs> Will drown you Take it Okay so But my thing is like It's something about a woman Who like nowadays Mind yeah. you I'm older Yeah You know so So if you 20 something Yeah And a girl got the triple D's And all that You like cool Fun bad. But, but when you almost 50 like, you know, that shit ain't going to look like that unless you got some needles and some surgery, right? Yeah. So it's something about a woman, like we talk about like tomato-sized mm -hmm. titties. Hey, if you can put on a shirt or whatever without a bra, I'm fucking with I'm you. I'm fucking with you. I like that. I like it. You know, I like it. I like, I like it. it. And I like I a girl who's well-rounded, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. you got ass, you got titties, you got whatever. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, for me, it's like, I also think it's all about confidence. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. I don't hear people be like, oh, you got the confidence of a tall guy. And I'm like, what is that? Yeah, what's he talking about? It's some about? tall nigga. I know hella goofy tall ass Exactly. Nigga. Don't compare me to real that. low self-esteem. Yes. You know what I'm saying? What I got confidence. Just give me my compliment. Just give me my motherfucking what you, shit. What do you, Does my see, beard look nice? But see, Thank listen, you. Dude, this is this is the thing. You got to ask the people, what do you really mean by that? Yeah. Like, get to that. They want to give you saying, the compliment. Don't make no sense. Yeah. Just give me the compliment. Just give me the compliment. You know? You got to say, if you miss me, just say that. That's just like somebody saying, oh, you look good for a big girl. No, you're you just I ain't good. never told a big girl you look cute for a big nah, girl. Nah, man. I done seen some plus size chicks that ain't confident. I look at them and I be like, I will clap them cheeks. <laughs>
The man, look here, ain't nothing. Hey, man, you got one of them motherfuckers bent over, and it's just like a 10-inch seam. <laughs> All you gotta do is find the split, nigga. That's why they be like, yo, that's why they be like, more cushion for the pushing. Because right. it is, nigga. You be in that thing, you be tight up. That's why when you see niggas, be, if you ever watch the porn with a nigga fucking a big girl, that nigga be, he got an arch in his back. Oh, yeah. He got to get in the position. And he's moving, boy. And he's moving. <laughs> that shit is fun, man. Yeah. I mean, you know, just that's sex is fun, of course. It, it's sex is fun. Yeah. And if you have an appreciation for the person in front of you, bro. Yeah. Whatever, Yo, they whatever, whatever they bring. Whatever they bring. It's yeah. all up. Indeed. The Alabama showboat, man. We got a few more minutes, bro. Yeah, man. <laughs> you know, there's been, listen, yeah, man. I've been missing first, so much shit, dog. So much Because I, I ain't been on so online. many videos, man. I see one today. It was it had the Good Times theme and shit. Yeah, with the, and the people got the, I'm going to tell you what I thought when I first saw it. I didn't like the fact that they was jumping the guy, but I was like, I ain't down there. I don't know what was said. Right. But I didn't worry too much about it because when he flipped his hat, I was like, oh, he's not worried about this. Exactly. He flipped that bitch all the way up like it was a flare. Like nigga, y'all coming through? And he flipped. Hold on. He didn't just, oh, flip my hat because I'm about to get into a fight. He flipped it like he was literally like in a movie. He flipped flipped that bitch. Kept his hand up. All right. Let's get it. We ready? Yeah. (laughs) What's go time? So for me, at first, I was like, okay, they jumping this guy. But when he flipped his hat, I said this man has no concern with these wild with these white counterparts. Not at all. They would have had to be some MAA niggas for yeah, him to be concerned. True, true. I'm gonna be honest with you. That probably be the only time I'm concerned about fighting a white dude is if he actually has went and like did some karate, some, some jujitsu, some training. If you just pull off any regular ass white boy, I don't care if he five five to six ten. If he ain't done no training, I'm not worried about him. And this is the thing. And yeah. most black dudes haven't either. But we just don't. We have. A lack of fear, mm. a lack of respect, to be honest, when it comes to fighting a white boy. We Same thing when it comes to sports and basketball. That's why sometimes if they train and they are skilled, mm-hmm. they can beat you, which right. is why when you think about it, you most black people ain't ain't putting their kids in taekwondo and shit. They are, you're going to get in a fight at some point. Right, you got to learn how to point. fight. They putting Ethan and, and all these <laughs> young Allen and them, they yeah. putting them in Taekwondo and shit because mm-hmm. they can see pussy all over them. So they need <laughs> to get these niggas in black belt and make sure they're ready for it. Well, this is the thing. So, number one, there's a couple of things. Because you know how you, you watch a video, you just you just analyze the shit yeah, because what I was for what that. we do. It's like, yes. you know, we might end up talking about this. Check some comments. Yeah, so this is what I did. I watched the video. And because at first I was like, what the fuck going on here? When he flipped his hat open, when he flipped his hat, I was like, okay. So, number one, he's on the job. So, it's likely he's in his right mind and all that. Oh, he was on the job, the black dude? Yeah, he was like a security guard. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. He was just a regular. And that's what happened. So, the story was that these motherfuckers parked their pontoon boat somewhere where other people couldn't move. Yeah. And he was like, yo, y'all got to move that shit. And then they wouldn't move it. That's kind of what the the press was. I was wondering what the story was. Yeah. So, 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 I'm looking at this. This man's at work. Right. Um, so, OK, so there's a couple of things. So anytime. And, and listen, I love white boys. man. Yeah. I ain't I racist. Got, yeah, me neither. I love I ain't one of those. Cool like, hey, I got some white friends. Like, no, nah, I just, you know, I love I fuck all with people. I fuck with all I people. I love white yeah. people. But this is the thing I know about white boys. If they on a boat and they shirt is off because they on a boat. They drunk. They drunk to the boat. They, they lit, dog. They ain't even in their right mind. <laughs> they drunk to the boat and they, they can't right. fight. They can't fight. It, but they, they can't gonna talk mad shit. Oh, they gonna talk some shit. Yeah. And if there's a couple of them, oh, there's gonna they, be some it, liquid it, courage it, it's and it, it's going down. Yeah. Right? It's going down. So, I, that's why I was like, oh, man, these motherfuckers is drunk. But what the they Bible say, oh, when it's a few gathered in my name, 
all it took was a handful of niggas, and then it was like an alert. <laughs> well, see, that's like, but like but like that nigga uh, Richie Frontier said. He said, when you see niggas skipping, we ain't oh, frolicking. I'm telling if you, if a nigga skipping, that is not friendly. If he's <laughs> yeah. skipping towards no. you if with he his shirt up, he's ready. And putting his hands, putting pulling his pants up. Yeah, hands is on deck, nigga. Listen, man. So this is what I was gonna say. Yeah, we ain't listen. This is listen. Message to the South. Fuck around and find out. Fuck around. These find ain't out. the old days. Nah. And this is the thing you gotta understand, especially nah. if you in Montgomery, Alabama. We've been waiting on this uprising. Exactly. We've been waiting to hand out we, ass look at, we've white been, dudes. Listen, we've been waiting to beat a motherfucker up. Hey. Like give give us a reason. Come on, man. To beat a motherfucker up. A nigga out here with motherfucking Kent Kunta's feet. I'm saying. Uh Harry Tubman's heart and listen, eye. man, listen. Uh Tyson Vision. You better make sure. If you're gonna jump a black dude, you hey. better make sure no blacks is around. Because we not standing we, down. I don't care what he did. That's why that we Austin coming. Sheffield shit for me years ago when that white dude <laughs> beat that black girl ass and debellum. Mm-hmm. That's why I said what I said, because very few times are you gonna see black people standing around if a white dude is beating on somebody. Nah, a white that. woman, you may get a one-on-one fight. We ain't don't fear them at all. Yeah, you just we don't fear white men either, but we don't like a lot of them motherfuckers. And, <laughs> and, the we, history, look, and we waiting for a reason. And we waiting for a reason. And history, history is the reason why. The history is the motherfucking yeah, reason. the reason. Bitch, you, if you pop my the cap, Alabama, you see how my bro? voice is no basing and there's no storytelling. Nigga, <laughs> let it happen. <laughs> It's crazy. I'm always waiting, bro. I'm like, yo, I, I'm, I mean, I don't know what they was thinking, but especially in the South, in Montgomery, Alabama, you shit, you probably did something to a motherfucker uh, last week. Your granddaddy probably did something to my granddaddy. <laughs> they some of y'all elders done killed our elders. You see how nigga, they came we they, they got off that boat. That's like, oh, hey, it's going down. That nigga was paying, what was that? What's that <laughs> shit at the uh, bowling alley when the weasel head popping up? <laughs> Whack-a-mole. Yeah, yeah. That nigga <laughs> with that white chair. Oh, my goodness. I, the sound effects crazy. on Kerwin Clay Warren's uh, uh, Instagram, bro. When he was hitting it, it was like pop. It was like bing. Like that nigga was ringing that bitch. It, was, it wasn't. It wasn't the Sonic rigs. But like, the, <laughs> but like they said, <laughs> like like they said though, man. Ooh. The white people who got it the worst, they had to be saying the hard ER. Yeah, cause some of them was get some people was getting some white people was getting the ass beat, and some get some, some motherfuckers was getting the mud hole stuffed in their ass, that bro. Chick, I, I felt I felt the way I ain't feel old no boy, way. No, no, I'm saying, well, old dude hit home girl with the chair. <laughs> he was looking to hit my. Oh yeah. He grabbed that chair. He was like, Every, somebody get it. WWF. <laughs> man, he hit that chick with that chair. I kind of felt, I felt, you know, I didn't like, feel bad. Because she was sitting down. I you know what I'm saying? She was already on the ground getting stomped. I thought about Pam Omar when she said, I sure hope it's eternal niggas. That nigga was peeking, motherfuckers, bro. Oh, my God. Like I said, man. you ain't getting your ass beat like that as Yo. a white person unless you throwing off hard ERs. Yeah. And what else is there for white people you to say to black ERs. people that inflame them? They don't give, white people can't Jones. No, right, no, no, unless no, they hung home. with black folks. Yeah, exactly. White exactly. people can't really rap well, you unless gotta, they you hung gotta, with black people. But you, hold on, you can't just say shit like that. You got to define what you mean by Joan. What you mean? You got to people. Oh, like talk, yeah, yeah like you don't never see white. If if you see a white boy saying a Joan, he basically like your mama. Yeah. Something about you. Something, something, something your mama. Yeah. Nah, we go deep. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. We can talk about what you're wearing to your inside, to your teeth, to your eyes, to your mama. You could be good looking. We'll find something. Oh yeah, yeah. It don't matter. You know what? I will ring your goddamn bell. I gotta tell you, as a as growing up, right. That's when I realized, oh, because I used to feel bad because I was, I grew up around my motherfuckers. We used to call it cracking. Yeah. Motherfuckers used to be cracking all the time and yeah. shit. And I used to be like, damn, these niggas making me feel ugly. Nigga blaze me. Yeah. I got blazed by my lips being big oh, when man. I was a kid. Dude, I got, I mean, of course, you know what it started with the, the, the skin. Oh, yeah. Crispy wheats and raisins. <laughs> niggas used to cut. <laughs> 
When you said that a couple, when you said that a I while told back, you before, you, we yeah, but you, when you first yeah. told me we were talking about childhood Jones, yeah. just, I love you. But I looked at you and I said, I know they talked about this <laughs> black yeah, ass. And I'm African too. Oh my God. Nigga, but they used to be nigga. in that, nigga, let's see, in the African. Don't scratch your booty. You prime African booty scratch. African first generation. Scratch first generation. That's what it, I mean, I done heard it all. <laughs> but, uh, but man, I'm telling you, man. But what I learned is that. Like, I got to the point where, like, my confidence was up. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get to this point where niggas ain't going to crack no they more. can't even fuck with you. But but then I was like, oh, it don't matter. Don't matter. Niggas is going to crack no matter who it is. Nigga, you'll come in with the freshest fit, and they'll be like, oh, look, and they'll still call that shit fake. Right. And That's then you'll fake. question that shit. Right. Man, like, that nigga, oh, he got on them J's. Them shit's fake. What right. you got it's on the 12s fake, or the yeah. 13s? <laughs> see if that nigga, see if his jump man that got his got hands. The 12 and a half. Yeah, see if his jump man got his hand on his dick or is right. it out. They gonna crack jokes on it's you, It's just period. a skill. It's, it's a skill. It's a skill, dog. Yeah, yeah, but once I realize, I'm like, oh, man, the whole time I've been, yeah. my self-esteem been low because motherfuckers making fun of me, but they make fun of me anyway. Yeah, bro. No matter what. What's so crazy is how, like, in a work environment, how white people will be offended if a black person tells them the truth. Mm. But have you ever heard how white people talk to white people at work? Yeah, oh, yeah, they get in. I'm, I'm like, yo, I'm like, calm how down. <laughs> like, how, how am I defending white people? Yo, calm down. But how man. am I even offending you? Mark will tell Susie, hey, shut the fuck up. We don't want to hear it. <laughs> if you got your kids at home, maybe you shouldn't have this job. Oh, my God. They'll talk. They'll, they, they will talk say, bad to bro, they will say the man. worst shit. And I'm like, how are y'all offended by anything that black people say? White people use privilege on each other. <laughs> have you ever seen white people use privilege on each other? Heck yeah. This shit's amazing. All the time. It's like it, these it, niggas I got. I sit back with popcorn. And that's shit. what I'm saying. It's I'm like, amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it's fun. They will talk about each other like it's, hey, bro, <laughs> look at her, man. Look, fuck, got, look, fuck around and find out. Southern, southern whites hey. just know that Southern blacks, it ain't we like ain't, back in the day. It ain't like that. We coming to each other's aid. And we'll, yeah. Seriously. If I was there, I'd have been right there with it. For real. Before we get out of here, Drake career. I had a conversation with, I think it was my brother when we were talking about Drake, and I was like, Drake career is forever, bro. Mm. He set up, He you, you see what he's done. Mm -hmm. You see what he's created. He's the type of nigga that at 40, from 40 to 50, he can turn to some Barry White shit. Mm -hmm. He could be Big yeah, Papa. He, he could do whatever. He, he already do it time to time. Mm -hmm. So he could be Barry White, 40 to 50, Teddy P. Now. That, yeah. And if the nigga wanted to keep singing in his 60s, he can get on his Frank Sinatra shit. Yeah. He, he, ain't he is so in creative. He is so intuitive. Everybody loves him. Shout mm -hmm. out to Jason. Jason was saying they went to his show in Vegas. And he was just like, bro, from white to black, from gay everybody. to straight, from Asian to whatever. He's like, everybody fucks with Drake, bro. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter what this nigga does, bro. He is forever solidified. And generations will eat off this nigga back, at least for the next hundred years, I want to see it, though. I want to see it, because I'm not really a big... I'm not. I'm not to say I'm not a fan, but it's not like I play Drake in my car or nothing like that. But I'm. I send like me to some see songs this. of him that you like, and then if you do, I guarantee I can send you at least eight songs as like a little small playlist uh -huh. that you can fuck with. Just send me a playlist. Yeah, I'll just. Yeah. I have to create. Most of what I like are the ones he, he's a feature on. Yeah. So I got yeah. a lot of songs where it's like it. But the thing about me when it comes to album work. I never go for the ones that get the gold stars or the mm -hmm, top 100. Mm -hmm. I'm always, it's the music that doesn't make the uh, top 100 that be the best shit and yeah, got the message yeah, yeah. in it, bro. For the real. other shit, like, because you got to think about it. White people make you in the top 100s. It ain't black people just getting you to the top 100 mm -hmm. or selling out your concerts. Yeah, true. It's white people. Making you go platinum and all Exactly. That. So the songs that they 70%. like is not going to be the songs that it's, it's songs like that, that they can the relate to. Though. It has been, bro. Yeah. And, and and that's why they make those songs. Exactly. Because they know where the money's coming where from. They know money. how to go platinum. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? I mean, those that can, they know what kind of music they got to make to go platinum. And then once you get to a point where you just go platinum, it don't matter what you make, you yeah. going. You going. Everybody going to buy it.
before we get up out of here, man, um, so with all these trips I've been taking on work, I tell you one thing it's lovely to do is eat off they dime. Mm. I don't oh, like yeah. being on the it's road beautiful. all the time, but the ability to save all this money because I'm not, I don't remember the last time I bought groceries. Mm-hmm. I eat off That's they beautiful. dime. And I drive any kind of luxury car I want. And I'm going to tell you what I've learned about driving yeah, luxury yeah, cars. Yeah, yeah, I want to hear about that. I don't have to have them. Okay. I'm spending more time, I, I could read this shit. I think I called more cars a piece of shit within the last month than I've ever called in my life, bro. Because driving cars like BMWs and all these high priced mm-hmm. vehicles mm-hmm. and you, you like I spent more time trying not to get hit. Yeah. Because it I was like, yo, I don't wanna have to deal with this bill or none of this shit. Mm-hmm. So I spent more time worrying about that and, and and while trying not to get hit, calling other people shit. Watch out with that raggedy piece of shit. <laughs> I said it so much that when I got home and drove my dad. Oh, now Lisa, I got what you mean. Yeah. Okay. I was wondering what you meant by that. Yeah, so I I I, I was calling people's car a piece of shit so much that when I got home and started driving my own piece of shit, I started still feeling like, hey, watch out with yeah, that piece of shit. It's like, but you're not driving a Mercedes or BMW right. or motherfucking Porsche or none of that. Right. Nigga, get in line. Yeah, for real. But that was the one thing I felt, bro. I was like, you, and not being funny, you realize how many people are watching you. Mm-hmm. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. So like when I was getting out at night, because sometimes uh-huh. I would work late and I'm getting back into the hotel at midnight and I'm, you watching people, yeah. everybody think you got money. Like every yeah. time I was at the light, motherfucker, the panhandle is walking directly to my window. I ain't got it, bro. I gave out of like $30 in Houston. Yeah. Because that's my tithing. Like right, I've yeah. always said that on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I'll I give it to people depending who don't got it. And yeah, depending on how I'm feeling. Yeah. And if you want to buy drugs, that's fine. Yeah, I mean, fine, clearly yeah. you're not getting your life together drink. if you're out here. Some drink. Do you know how far you have to fall to be out on the curb panhandling? I give people food sometimes. You ain't getting up in a week. You're not coming up in a month unless somebody gives you some grace and gives you a place to stay. Right. You know what? I noticed, though, like for me, because I like luxury cars, but... I do too. I mean, I like I like cars, period. But what I realize, but what I realize is that you know when I'm behind the 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 wheel of a Panamera Porsche or Mercedes yeah. or my fucking Durango yeah. or my fucking Infinity, it's just all the fucking same. It's all the same. I mean, dog. like don't get me wrong, you feel when, the difference. Yeah, when you rolling, like when I'm when I'm like going yeah. 120, yeah. and it's fucking cruising. That there is a difference there, but for the most part, it's not. This shit is fucking. It feels the same. It's no different than getting a new pair of shoes, and you get and and when you drive, when you had those new pair of shoes, you're not trying to like not trying to be braggadocious. I spent three three ninety on these, mm-hmm. barely warm. Now I wear these motherfuckers, scuff them up, throw them around like anything else. <laughs> it's the same thing you'll do. With a motherfucking vehicle. Yeah. Now, of course, you're not trying to. It's different. It's insurance, and you ain't trying to have your exactly. premium. Like Martin said, I ain't paying the five. Right. <laughs> I ain't trying to pay the sky high. But at the same time, it's like you don't wash it as much. You don't yeah. gaze at it as much. When you get a new car, you know how when you walk oh, away, you man. shut the door, you look back, uh-huh. and you look back at it, and yeah, you don't yeah, wash yeah, you it. Go through, yeah, you're looking you know, at it. Wipe that smudge it, off the bumper. You're looking at it a little different. Right. But if it doesn't do anything to accommodate why you got it, you'll be trading that bitch in. Exactly. To sum it up, it goes the same thing with a woman. When you get a baddie. I was going to say the same thing. You get a baddie, you get her in the beginning, you're looking at it, you're checking out. If she don't do anything or if he doesn't do anything to keep his worth. Right. Or his value, or continue showing that it's worth having you around. You are mm-hmm. gonna start treating him like you treat the car, like the old pair of shoes, anything else. Right? What's the point? Reciprocity matters, definitely. And Doing shit without being told matters. Yeah, and you, uh, you know, uh, I got. I think uh, Gina had posted something 
the other day um, or recently about it was a pastor. He was talking about how it's important for men to cultivate your woman. Yeah. And that's the thing. So it's just like a car. Yeah. If you if you take care of that car, it's going to it's going to perform, you know, at a high level. Yes. If you don't get the oil change and you don't change the brakes, you don't, you don't rotate the tires, you don't rotate the tires, don't get the fluids do, in there. Yeah, you got to take care of that next shit. Week. Same shit you got to do with your woman. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like if you I mean, because really like and, and we don't really talk in these terms. Yeah. And it's nothing. It's just it's just happened to be two guys. Yeah. If there was a woman here, she would say the same, same thing, thing about her man. Yeah. She built up her man in order to benefit from him in some way. Yeah. We got to do the same thing with our women. We yeah. got to do, we got to put our women in a position to where when we cultivate them, then they provide us exactly what we need yeah. or we felt like they had the potential to yeah. in our lives. But let's also make me better. But let's also start talking only from our perspective. I think, and we've been guilty of this, not often, but when we talk about what men should do, let's talk strictly about that. Yeah. But we ain't talking about what women can do. Right. And women, the same thing. Talk about what the fuck y'all can do. Mm-hmm. We talk about what the fuck we can do. When we're in the same room, then we work on how we can make that cohesiveness mm-hmm. and merge and mesh together to be something beneficial Indeed. for both parties. For each other. For each other, bro. Yeah. And that's where I say, like, when I hear a girl talking about me, 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 well, if he don't do this. When I was in Houston, shout out to my homeboy, Jay Huey, man. We were uh, we were sitting at the table and I asked him, I said, how often did your parents travel when we were kids? He was like, not often unless it was a one-off work trip or whatever. Mm-hmm. Social media, the biggest thing it's done to us has made us think that we are famous when we're not. Mm-hmm. You're not getting the money out streams. You're right. not getting the money out views. But you see these people doing things, and we think that I want to be. Oh, I, I see girls all the time just getting off vacation. Well, I'm looking for another vacation. It's like, bitch, you travel five <laughs> times already this year. Yeah. You travel more than your mom possibly traveled unless they was well off. Most of us are traveling and doing more than our parents did at our age. True. But we are we, we are not saving. We are not investing. Mm. And we're always wanting to be on the scene because we want to have something to post. Mm. I be seeing these niggas That's post true. all this shit, and I be like, y'all can have that shit. Because I done did that shit in my t- late 20s and most of my 30s. I'm done with that shit, bro. Yeah, yeah. Y'all want to be out here spending money cool i'm gonna go on trips want my company and then yeah. i'm gonna backdoor that shit with a trip of my own <laughs> right off of them exactly. but i ain't just about the to be acting like i'm out here just because yeah nah, nah bro nah. when you at home eating noodles when you get back off vacation yeah you can't do that i, I mean, don't, don't want be, no parts don't of it, be fronting for the motherfucking gram and if you're a woman who think that you deserve everything with giving nothing stay out of the path of good men no 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 men if you think every woman good. is based on mm-hmm. just what she look like nigga stay out of the path of good women we gotta grow up man bro we gotta grow up bro yeah. You got to and, and quit acting like people aren't uh what's the word? Like everybody's expendable cuz they not. Speaking of speaking of that, and I know we about to close, um but I and I don't want to go into these topics because we definitely need Which one? Um uh, we def- we need We still a, got 12 minutes. Well, I'm saying I don't want to go into it because I I think we need a woman here. Okay. But I wanted to I wanted to um I, I wrote something in my notes the other day because we were going to have a conversation about women, right? When we figure out when we do that, um I already talked like I said, I already talked to Tishy. Okay. About coming on. Um, I'm going to get in contact with uh, Erotic Boudoir. We need you back on the show. Got to bring her okay, back in. Okay, okay, okay. I've really been thinking about doing a series where we get six women mm-hmm. and each episode. Okay. We just kind of diving in our bag and not interviewing them. We just letting them ride along with our everyday topics because we always yeah. say we need always. a woman's voice. No question. So it's like, let's find some, one from the East Coast, one from the West Coast, hopefully find some, some different races yeah, yeah. Of, of people mm-hmm. and try and team up with them and do some different things because I think a lot of times when we're talking about, especially white women, we'll say something and it's like, it's no white woman in the room to talk yeah. about. Yeah, it's always good to have. And I want somebody outside of Texas. Like, I don't want nobody who conservative. Like, I want somebody who's going to get <laughs> Nobody from shit. the Bible Belt? Somebody who's going to get that shit off, bro. So check this right. So so I I put on a couple of 
women, you know, a couple of things that I want to talk about about mm-hmm. women. But I want to start it off with this, and, and we'll start it off next time we have a woman here. Bet. A nation, this is from the Bible, apparently. A nation can only rise as high as the moral integrity of its women. Well, we ain't going far. Bro. When I look at some of the shit, man, yeah, that's and, what it is. And and you know, you you know, we have conversations and everybody, oh, you know, women can do whatever they want. Yeah, you do whatever the fuck you want. Mm-hmm. But but there there has to be some type of moral integrity of you. If you're especially if okay, so if you want to wild out and all that shit because you ain't got no kids and this that, and the other, okay, cool. But when you become a parent, like there's a responsibility. There be some difference. There's a there's a responsibility in how you present yourself. I'm sorry, it yeah. is what it is. Just like when I was growing up, my pastor used to always say a saint should look different from a sinner. Mm, true. And True. You can no longer tell the difference anymore. You really can't. Everybody's just fucking everybody's out there. Whether they got kids, whether they don't got kids, whether they marry, like we talk about. And everybody's okay with doing everything. Like everybody's okay. Out of here. You can do whatever I'm you want to do. Every, and that's the, I think that's the thing is everything is okay. Put some parameters around your shit. But the but government is doing that too. It. The government is doing the same thing. And we talked about it with Trump mm-hmm. and everything. Like what job could you get with his resume? <laughs> <laughs> I done gra- I done sold to the woman. I've yes. been a part of like what, by the pussy. racketeering or in bed like tax evasion. This guy hella charges. All bro. of this shit, Fed bro. Fed charges. Fed charges. In different fucking states. But we still giving him the opportunity to run the country. But then it'll be the same hillbilly people talking about some whatever, or the same goofy ass black people talking about whatever, or the same. See, and that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying, man. When you talk about let's talking about this specifically, you know, motherfuckers talking about he got impeached and shit like that. I'm like. If the motherfucker can still run for president, don't talk to me about don't it. Don't talk to me about nothing. You know what man. I mean? Like, I don't give a fuck if he got impeached. If he can still run for president, where's the motherfucking punishment? What job can... In order to be rehired by a job, you have to have left on good standings. Hmm. Impeachment is not a good standing. I mean, I don't understand. I'm not letting the nigga Maybe who something I don't up. understand. I'm not letting the nigga who did what he did run it back, bro. That's like a woman getting with a dude and she say, oh, he got a six-inch penis. I'm going to give him a little chance. And then he bums that shit after being cocky about what he's going to deliver. Right. You think that motherfucker going to let him nut on her again and make a fool out of her again? Yeah, man. Very few people, bro. But 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 you know, that kind of speaks to, to me, with all of that being said, with all the information that we have out there, and of course in this information age, we got all of the motherfucking information. And this motherfucker's tweeting, talking crazy, and all this other shit. You know, the fact that we're in a country that will that has people, 70 million, that would vote for him to be back in the bitch, that's just that's the shit that scares me. That's the shit that scares me. He's bring the mo- he bring the motherfuckers out the corners. You know what I'm saying? Out the creases. You know what I mean? Like that that shit scares me. That the type of people that we have in this country and the, where we are. I mean, it's fucking 2023. Some of the shit that was happening. Some of the shit he was saying about the tiki torches and all that shit. Like we are. We have a a good percentage of people that are okay with him running the country yep. the way that he was. The way exactly he the way that he was. And I like that. I'm not saying there's nothing good about him. Yeah. But I'm saying that type of shit scares me. Like Dave Chappelle said, and the white people who think he got you in his sights to do better, believe me, you are a pun and a pansy. It's a patsy. <laughs> That's what you are, man. Oh, man. All right. Well, we're going to get ready to get up out of here, man, again. This yeah, is uh, the reality is where filter becomes extinct. I appreciate yeah. you, Frank, for coming out on this Wednesday night. Mike, we appreciate you. Wicked Wednesday. You know what I'm saying? There we go with this East Coast it's shit. It's Wicked Wednesday. I, I don't even know what episode it is. And perfect. I'm gonna, listen, when you come in, I'm going to need you to know that shit. Intimate. Know the number, motherfucker. I will. It's important. We're going out to uh, <laughs> Demon by Lil Wayne, man. I stumbled across this while I was working out in Weezy Bureau. F, baby. And, uh, I was like, I like this song, man. I like Weezy. He's growing on. Yeah, he 
ass, bro. It's been 20, 30 years. Y'all be so. blessed, man. Do better. Be yeah, better to people, yeah, man. Do, Set expectations better, for man. yourself. If you're 35 and up, you don't get the forgiveness that you got in your 20s, man. So make better decisions. Yeah, yeah. Eat better, drink heal some yourself. water. Heal, y'all. Heal. Definitely heal. Heal. And men, sexually, take care of the woman, man. Most definitely. If you take care of her first, put her, boy, the, put her first. The return. Unbelievable. Yeah. We out this bitch, man. <laughs> I'm a demon at the main. All I want you to do is fall. A demon with the man's. A demon with the man's. I'm a demon with the man's. I got demons on the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a demon at the man. You bought the demon at the man. Ooh.